And welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. You can find Byron in some garbage dumpster fire, because that's what he smells like. I smell very nice, thank you, at Byron <laughs> Fever on everything. Um you could also find me freaking out constantly at the ending of Lucha Underground season three. Byron, why do you sound asleep? You're all the way on the East Coast. You should be the most awake out of all four of us. Yeah, but I don't. I don't sleep well, so I stay up late playing Fire Pro. And why is, is it just Fire Pro, or is it other stuff? Is there, there are there troubles or there problems that we need to discuss? It's the city that somewhere? never sleeps. I'll leave it at that. Look, guys, Venmo Byron money because he might be living on the streets of New York. I don't know what his gimmick is with this whole move across the country shit, but Byron Byron might need help, guys. Uh, said yes, I need help. It's Send because him. it's because he watched Home Alone two at a very impressionable age. <laughs> hi everyone. Hey, it's um, the professor. Um, oh, hi, hi, no, like dude, it's the Mad Professor. I had to make mad. it spooky for Halloween and shit. So yeah, yeah. So that's uh, at Lucha Gringo. Hi, don't follow me. Was Smangry Professor taken? It's too long. It's too long. I only had three extra letters. Because okay. professor is such a long fucking word. And uh, another guy that got up early for us, oh. who's all the way on the West Coast, it's uh, our favorite uh, Lucha Underground writer and producer, Chris Roach. <laughs> How's it going, brother? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Good. <laughs> well, <laughs> did you stay up late partying uh, after the season finale this week, or what? Um, well, I I don't drink as much as I used to now that I have a baby, but I did a little drinking with Krista Joseph after the finale. Um, but I get up in the middle of the night when my baby cries. So, well, and congratulations, always, by always the way. Tired. I, I yeah. think uh, you guys were still expecting the last time we had you on the show. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Last time, uh, last time I got to do it sitting in the room that now the baby has is his room. So now I'm tucked away in a corner of the house where, no one can hear me. <laughs> I also think last time you were on the show, you were you were still writing your script, or but that you got a that movie to go somewhere, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I got a, a movie made at Blumhouse, and it's already been shot. Um, okay. And so hopefully, it's going to come out sometime next year. Wow! Uh, well, congratulations. Oh, cool. Thanks. So, what? Where? How much of that are you in? You were. I know you're in. The, the pre-pro side, were you involved much in the shooting or are you on the edit room on that? Um, I have been, uh, I was there for part of the shooting. Um, yeah. I would have been there for more, but I was also doing Big Brother. They shot it over the summer, so I kind of had to divide my time. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've seen, uh, I've actually seen a cut of the film twice. Um, so yeah, I've been pretty involved. It's been cool. Nice. Happy with what they did awesome. for you? Yeah, it's good. I like it. We got uh, the actors are really good. I really like the actors. Uh, Lucy Hale, the star of she was on Pretty Little Liars, and this guy Tyler Posey, who's on Teen Wolf. Um, who I'd never watched those shows, but they're awesome, awesome actors. Really good. What's it called? You guys got an official title? Or yeah, it's called it's called Truth or Dare. It's like a it's a horror Truth or Dare movie. Uh, the release date I don't know sometime sometime next year whenever universal decides i guess 
It's just pretty sweet. And for people who uh, are like, whoa, Roach does movies too. Like, this isn't the first one you did. Uh, what was it? Nonstop, the Liam Neeson movie too? You both mm-hmm. I, yeah, I co wrote that. Yep, that was uh, an original script me and this other guy wrote. Um, and uh, got lucky, and Joel Silver got it, and he liked it. And then he sent that and a bunch of other scripts he bought to Liam Neeson, and Liam Neeson read it and wanted to do it. And then they were like, okay, let's make it. Awesome, dude. Oh, man, dude, I would love to write one of those. I feel like that that uh, foreigner movie that's out with Jackie Chan right now yeah. in that vein, too. But, dude, those movies are just so fun. Like, I'd love to see guys guys older than me that can kick somebody's ass. Yeah, <laughs> much I older. Ju- yeah. I just saw uh, for- The Foreigner, actually. That Jackie Chan was is more badass than ever. Yeah. Is it is it better yeah. than nonstop? Because nonstop's pretty good. I I don't know. I mean, this I've never seen Jackie Chan like this. He's this old meager man, kind of crying about his dead family in like a third of the movie. In the other two thirds, he's just brutally killing everyone in his way. Hell yeah, God! I can't wait for my movie pass, dude. It still hasn't come yet. I hope it comes today. Your life sucks. But mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for Truth or Dare. I, mean, I imagine we, we're probably going to have to wait till next Halloween season, anyway, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would, I would like it to, you know, come out sometime around next fall. I mm-hmm. mean, it and uh, Happy Death Day have both done well around this time, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it killed it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. it yeah. I mean that 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 uh. I think the whole uh, sort of Stranger Things helped that as well. Just the mm-hmm. the kids and the 80s nostalgia and all that. I hope it was the Stranger Things thing. Otherwise, AAA's been right this whole time and having a bunch of fucking clowns really does sell. <laughs> uh, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Damn, what was what was our clown count for Triple Mania, Justin? It was twelve, like nine. Or, it was it was it yeah. was almost a dozen clowns. Not I actually clowns. I actually counted, uh, including Marty, because he had clown makeup on, and uh, I can't remember what the number was, but it was high. Because they had guest clowns too. You yeah, know? They, they they were they were bringing it. Uh, yeah, with Marty, they were like bringing in new clowns. Uh, well, yeah, and then you had the lumberjack clowns that were in the 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 team thing. Yeah, it was that's a lot of clowns. Clowns are popular, dude. Well, and they're scary. Yeah. 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 No clowns on Lucha Underground yet, I guess. Yet. Well, does that mean that you're writing something for season four? You're writing some <laughs> clowns for us? Uh, I've written no clowns. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not yet. I, I just want to tell the listeners that Doink is the limo guy confirmed. Oh Jesus! Well, I, I wish. Mean, <laughs> you know, we'll get into this too, but you know, it used to just be. It used to be that uh, um, you know, limo guy was our only mystery character, but I think yeah. now we're delving into the realm where there could possibly be lots of of mystery characters. Oh yeah, dude. We got yeah. we got we got Papa on uh-huh. the phone. Yeah, we got, yeah. We got we got a guy whose arms looked really really familiar. That was Vampiro's master. Uh-huh. Is that his? Is that his new yoga instructor? It is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's the new DDP yoga. It's called Vampiro Fuck Dungeon Yoga. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you get like hot wax. <laughs> it's changing lives. Well, he he legit was on Facebook telling me to watch Vampiro TV and learn how to make almond milk. Really? Yeah. 
I haven't I watched it yet, but yeah, I, w- I haven't seen it, but I advise not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't don't, don't drink that shit, Byron. Yeah. Since we already mentioned the the, we could just start at the end here because I think that's where a lot of people had the big oh shit moment. Uh, you know, I want to talk to you about reactions and whatnot, but I, <clears> I do want to clear some things up because uh, I don't know if you knew this, Roach, but the captions on the episode say that Dario says puma and not papa what yes if you had the closed captions on Uh, oh i did it mm. says puma and i was like whoa whoa what and then i went back and listened to it again i was like no it sounds like he's saying papa and then the phone voice is saying uh iho but i think the translation of that was jefe and uh it was really weird captions are i I can confirm he's not he's not calling puma and, and, and even if he was, Puma's not calling him back. I was only calling, calling Puma's only calling Triple H back, not not uh, Dario. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, though though I, I did see some stuff where Trevor was kind of uh, backpedaling a little bit now, where he's not like he's not I saw a complete like I want to go to WWE, but I think mm. that's just to try to make sure that when he does go to WWE, they give him whatever the hell it is he wants. He's gonna go to WWE. Why? He posted a gif he, of a clock counting down. Yeah, he, here's my question. Here's my question. Why would he? Why would he care so much about getting out of his Lucha Underground contract when literally Lucha lets him work everywhere except WWE? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Is it a countdown to to work global force? Global Force Wrestling. Okay, he's you're gonna right sell there. gold and baseball parks. Yeah, <laughs> for Jeff. <Chester. laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah. It, if if a Lucha Underground contract was like a WWE contract, and he couldn't have worked New Japan and everywhere else he's been working, then then I'd say okay, maybe, but. I mean, come on. I have to say, I'm a little upset that Leo Rush is going over there because I said probably about nine months ago on this show that I thought that he would be a great Puma Jr. to come in and yeah. like the new version, but uh, I'm, that's not going to happen now. W- Justin, w- Justin, you're forgetting about Nightclaw, bro. Oh, Nightclaw. Uh, Nightclaw. Should, <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to not forget about Nightclaw. Yeah. I miss Nightclaw. Byron, Byron, Byron has merch, everything. Byron, Byron's like one of the four people that bought an Octagon Junior mask when he was Octagon Junior. So he's he's yeah. got like a real collector's item right now. Uh, I just want to be specific. I have an Octagon Junior mask, and it's uh, Flamita Octagon Junior, not um, not the Drago ripoff in WWE. Uh, Octagon Junior, oh, yeah. or or the ones that are actually Octagon Sons, maybe yeah, are they? Maybe not. Probably not. Are but, they? Yeah, I don't know. It, he he doesn't go pull off their masks during autograph signings like a dick, you know. So, <laughs> Chris, did you do? Did you go to the 4DX screening? I did not go. Uh, I w- I had to babysit my son. Oh, my gotcha. wife, my wife had a much deserved night out, and I had already agreed to babysit when I found out about it. So it so sounded like a it. cool event. Uh, it, uh, you know, it's one of the kind of things that uh, Byron and I have tried to get out to those kind of things, but obviously neither of us are in uh, Los Angeles. This yeah, morning. yeah, and I gotta be at work at six in the morning, so I couldn't do it. And plus, they called it 4DX, so I thought only DX members could go. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So Christy Joseph could go. He was kind yeah. of a member. You yeah, know? he was. Yeah. Uh, the ghost of Rick Rude was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, which, if I was going to meet a ghost, I would want to meet Rick Rude's ghost and have yes. a ghost. Are they demolishing your house? What does all that sound? <laughs> it's the garbage truck. Sorry. Sorry. I'll. Much Bye, better, Casey. much better. Oh, this is Byron's time to shine. Casey's uh, muted. I'm just happy. I'm just going to be happy. So, right, the, so, so the 4DX screening was pretty last minute then if you couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard about it a couple of weeks ago for the first time, but huh. but but my wife had a longstanding plan. And, and that was something that, that L. Ray planned, right? That wasn't an MGM thing, right? That was the network that that came up with that, or uh, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know exactly where that came from. I mean, probably, but I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't uh, inquired too much about it. Oh yeah, it was just. I thought it was just something uh, interesting, and I love the fact that there there've been these moments where you know a handful of believers and execs and whatnot can get to see these things at the end of the year byron and i went to the finale screening last year which was yeah was pretty fun um you know it's just a fun moment to what's, everybody to celebrate what screening was that last year <laughs> we uh, went to ultima lucha dos the yeah, went to the theater screening of the finale of ultima lucha dos yeah okay and then that, there was a screening. We also went to the Paley Fest. Oh, one. you did. I was, I was at that one. That was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't even have a seat, did you? I thought I saw you standing in the back of the Paley Fest one the whole time. Did we take uh, up all your seats? Uh, no, I had a I, I had a seat way in the back. I wasn't uh, I wasn't cool enough to uh, be up front or anything. That's all right. My my favorite moment of that was. Uh, uh, Phoenix and Dorian <laughs> waxing philosophical about each other in Spanish uh, <laughs> on stage, but saying all sorts of lovely things uh, in Spanglish, I should say. Where they at? God, I don't even remember. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really strange moment because it was right after whatever their deal in AAA was. Uh, yeah, it was right when that whole thing started uh, yeah. to unravel between them. Yeah. Yeah. But they they spoke very highly of each other publicly. Mm -hmm. It was very wow. nice of them. It's nice. Um. <laughs> So, okay, I have a few questions. Uh, yeah. I have a few, a few things. Uh, I, we have to go back in time because the last time we had you on this show, I teased that there was, in fact, a match at Ultima Lucha Trace that I was not a huge fan of. Yeah, I remember. I remember you DMing me and asking me, like, oh, well, what the hell was it? So, um, and I've said it on this show now, it was the, it, to a lot of people's surprise, it was the Pentagon Son of Havoc match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but... I'm I'm curious, and, and this is not to put you on the spot, but I'm curious mm -hmm. as to why you feel like that one didn't hit like some of the other ones did. Because I mean, we have epic stuff like the the War of Hell, the mm -hmm. Gauntlet of the Gods match, the the Evil East match. I mean, there was amazing stuff that happened. Yes. Um, so it doesn't. I, I don't think it takes away from Ultimate Lucha at all. But I kind of felt like Pentagon knew this other moment was coming up, so maybe he didn't go full bore in it, or maybe him and Havoc didn't quite work out the match the way they wanted. But for some reason to me, even live, it fell a little short of where mm -hmm. I, I thought those two guys would land. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, listen, they're both amazing. And I Absolutely. still think, I still yeah. think, you know, if, the funny thing is, is like, I feel like if that match had been in, on a WWE pay-per-view, people would have been like, oh, that was amazing. 
but I feel like the bar was set so high with a lot of the other matches on Ultima Lucha that maybe that didn't quite live up to it, especially since those two guys are such fan favorites and it's, you know, they're finally facing each other and you feel like, Oh my God, this is going to be like, there's no way expectations weren't so high for that match because it's like so many people love Son of Havoc. So many people love Pentagon, a ladder match. Like it had all the right ingredients that I think when you have everything that's supposed to come together and then it doesn't quite work, it makes it sting a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't exactly know why it wasn't as great as it could have been, but, um, you know, I can't take anything away from them. They both worked very hard. In, in well, I don't, think we can, I don't think we can take yeah. anything away from, from you and DJ either, because I mean, you guys don't book out the whole matches either. You guys no. kind of come up with the storylines and the, the finishes you want, right? Yes. Yeah. We don't book out the matches and, and you know, it's Lucha Underground, I think has turned out well, but you know, there are different philosophies working there. There's the, the sort of more American WWE philosophy about uh, selling. And there's the more Mexican Lucha Libre where they don't sell as much and they work matches differently. And then there's the sort of, indie mentality of everyone get every move in and not just you know you're hitting 10 finishers and you know so lucha underground was kind of especially when putting the matches together is always sort of that's where there was the most cooks in the kitchen of like well i want to hit all these moves and you know he wants to do this and this would look cool and then you know the agents putting in their two cents and then us putting in our two cents and you know I think most of the time it worked out to something really cool and unique and then sometimes it it doesn't quite hit if that makes and sense then you, then you also have editing for tv time to take into mm -hmm. account also which um I I know us being there at Ultima Lucha the uh, the gauntlet of the gods match was a lot longer in person yeah I think uh Sammy did a lot a lot of stuff that didn't make it on TV, but all the cool stuff made it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, uh, yeah. If by cool, you mean ridiculous and ultra violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I've never seen the skewers in person. Yeah, that was amazing. Was oh, I have a question about, uh, about booking, uh, pretty much a face versus face match. Like people, you said people love uh, Son of Havoc and Pentagon a whole lot, mm -hmm. but it seems like Pentagon has this sort of phenomenon on his own where when he's facing someone, like when he was doing the sexy star season one matches, uh, it began to happen where it's not like you have people cheering for both and the yeah. best person wins. If Pentagon, if Pentagon goes against someone, all of a sudden everyone's booing the other person. Yeah. And I was wondering um, how you felt if the Son of Havoc character, who's a pure babyface underdog character, if maybe his character wasn't able to adapt to getting booed or if it just it didn't serve that that type of uh, reception. Because he was getting booed. Casey was yelling for him to die the whole match. <laughs> literally. Yeah, I, I actually got uh, a chant uh, censored off of the broadcast. Um, there was, there was a fuck you havoc chant that got, oh, uh, boy. That got covered up. Actually, uh, he hit Pentagon in the dick with a ladder. What else am I gonna yell? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, 
you know, look, like we know they're both favorites, but we also know that Pentagon drowns out everybody. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that affected, you know, Matt Havocs, the performer, but, um, you know, it is, I do agree. It is, it, it, it is a sort of weird dynamic because, you know, son of havoc is the, the underdog that everyone's behind. So it does sort of change things when, when the crowd is not, uh, in his corner in that way. Well, Smashley was still cheering for him. I think yeah. it was a Smashley versus Casey match because they were <laughs> they were one section away from each other. Yeah, well, they were one section away from each other. But she was louder in my ear on one side than Casey was right next to me. She was still very, very pro Son of Havoc and letting everyone know, which was fine. I mean, and, and honestly, it was still fun to a certain extent. <laughs> You know, yeah. I thought there was a lot of setup time with the ladders and whatnot, but but the whole Pentagon yeah. phenomenon is strange because he he is not a face, as Byron said. He's a Rudico. I call him a Rudico because he's he's the Rudo that is over on a baby face level that you can't even imagine when you're standing in the temple. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy. I mean, our philosophy with him has always been, you know, even in season one, we knew he was getting over as a giant baby face but our philosophy was like we can't then just make him a good guy he's got to he's got to be a bad guy he is a rudo um but people people like him you know and and you know we you know even though like in season two we booked him against matanza he didn't change his ways he's still breaking arms he's still doing everything he always did I think Mills got a lot of that with with the believers too. Of mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna cheer him to a certain yeah. extent, even if he's doing really bad things to people we like. Yeah. Well, the temple <laughs> seems to really serve that those types of characters, which is why after after uh, um, you know Puma was the face of the show for season one, uh, you have Pentagon and Mill sort of emerge in season two as the way more interesting characters until Puma yeah. was able to get an edge back to him. You yeah, until he was yeah. able to learn how to use a microphone, Byron. Just, it, it's oh, come on. It, it, he, he, he 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 never learned, Justin. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the cool thing is is that the fans in the temple uh, became the bloodthirsty monsters of people that Dario referred to us to the whole time. Yes. And he's trying to appease the to you know violence to this crowd, and and we're eating it up just like we're supposed to. And uh, I do love that. Uh, I also, I also just uh, like I like in um, Pentagon to Stone Cold a lot. To where yeah. like you know he does what he wants, and he doesn't want people helping him out. And if they try, he'll fuck them up too. It's you know, but a, a broken arm is a lot better than a stunner, and it's a lot more memorable. And like you know, you watch you watch Bloodsport, you're gonna remember Chong Lee more than you're gonna remember. Frank Dukes anyway, you know? Yeah. And, and he is Chong Lee. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. We, when we first started this, we had this dream of having like our stone cold character. Um, and we didn't know who was going to be. I mean, as funny as it is, cause I know people, not everyone's above with this guy. I was like, you know, it's like, can we make Tejano that version of stone cold and Pentagon, you know, we first, brought him in because we just thought his mask looked cool um and he naturally evolved and 
they shot a vignette. You know, we we wrote all the vignettes, but then Skip Skip shoots them, and he'll add his own stuff. And you know, in one of them, Pentagon kind of breaks this guy's arm, and we're like, "That's cool. Let's have him do that in the ring." And then suddenly he just became the stone cold character, which is amazing. Like to have a character like that, that the audience is so behind and so into it's crazy. Well, and I I think the key to a character like that, which I think you've done awesomely is he doesn't run in for anybody. The only time he's ever going to come to the ring. That's not a match is if it completely serves his own purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, he's horrible. He, he, his character's a horrible human being. <laughs> really? I, oh, I see. His, uh, his thing with Chavo in season two was amazing. <laughs> he's like, you're the only one who's my friend, and I must break you. Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. But, by, the way, by the way, let me say one other thing about Pentagon is I just want, and and maybe no one cares, I just want to say I feel like a lot of, a lot of people, I see a lot of people on the internet being like, Oh, Pentagon should have won the title a year before. Pentagon should have won season two. Okay. Here's what I'll say to that. One of those, by the way. And I was actually going to ask you this question. I was still sad. I I was so sad. I was so sad. So let me, let me, let me say something. First of all, I think sometimes wrestling fans don't like in every, you know, in, in, in movies and stuff, you know, Batman doesn't, get the Joker in the middle of the movie. You got to wait till the end. And, you know, we, we saw how hot Pentagon was and we were like, all right, we want to put him in the main event of Ult- We want him to go for the title and uh, for Ultima Lucha dose. And, but then we had also created Matanza and like built him as a monster. And like, by the time we got there, we're like, this will totally kill the Matanza character. If Pentagon just, if Pentagon beats him, okay, Matanza now, what is, where does Matanza go? And it's like, where does Pentagon really go? Pentagon then is just kind of this heel baby face who has the title and, you know, will throw bad guys at him and he'll probably beat them. And it, and that probably would have made for a pretty boring season three, in my opinion. And, and so I feel like people, I feel like people thought like, Oh, we didn't know what we had with Pentagon or we didn't get it, which we totally got it. And we always wanted him to have his big moment. I, I sort of think big moments are bigger when you have to wait for them, you know, as opposed to, I mean, especially season two was a shorter season than one and three. So I, I, I defend our decision of having Matanza beat him. Um, and I think it, you know, it, it motivated the story further with Vampiro and, and had Vampiro go to Puma and, and got the fire and made Pentagon's win at the end, even more like finally, you know? Oh yeah. That, that moment was amazing. I, mm. I will say this. I do. I actually do agree with the, not putting it on Pentagon at the end of season two, as much as I wanted to see that moment. I agree with you about the moments after that, because you know, any smart wrestling fan is going to know that the money is in the chase where mm. I, where I probably differ from you and in, in DJ a little bit is, in what that chase was in season three. Like I wanted to see Pentagon edging a little closer to the title picture and, and being a little more elevated at the top like that. Those are the moments I was hoping for instead of maybe like the sexy star stuff or something at that point in the season, I was kind of hoping Pentagon was getting a little bit of a more momentum and a little more wave right there. Even though I love the stuff with the Lotus tribe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, here's, here's, I think our thought and, 
you know, people can say whatever they want about the sexy star thing. And I get it on some level, on some level to me, it's like sexy star was a device for Johnny Mundo and the kind of heel he is. And I feel like, let's say, let's say you put Pentagon in that role and Pentagon wins Aztec warfare. And then a week later, Johnny Mundo takes the title from Pentagon with outside interference. To me, it, that like Pentagon is a much stronger character in a way than sexy star, like Pentagon. If, if Johnny Mundo screws Pentagon out of the title a week later and takes it the next week, Pentagon better come back and break everyone in the worldwide underground's arms. Mm. And then, and then we better have the Johnny Mundo Pentagon match the next week. And then Pentagon either better win or there's some funny ending. And then two weeks later they have the rematch and then Pentagon, you know, like I feel like it was, and look, I'm sure there's always a way to do it, but I feel like unless you want to do like what WWE does, where there's a lot of DQ finishes or there's, we're doing six minute, you know, you know, Pentagon will be teaming with Puma to take on Johnny Mundo and, you know, the Darewolf, like, to me, I we I think we felt like keeping him out of the title picture until until toward the end was a way of being like, I think we always felt like if Pentagon is in the title picture, why isn't he winning the title? Right. Why isn't mm-hmm. he just breaking everyone and taking the title? Um, and I think that's why the fans were like, well, let's get Pentagon in the title picture because we know he'll win the title. You know, right. that's why they wanted him there and, and closer to the title as soon as possible. But I like the tournament building there. I, you know, and that's kind of what it is to me. I wish the tournament had happened sooner and then some more of the level of buildup that we kind of had with Ray and, and Mundo. We also had something similar to that with Pentagon. But I also get that that wasn't possible because it's too much of a telegraph almost at that point. Yeah, it's also, it's you know, point. there's a lot of there's a lot of masters to serve. I mean, a Ray Mysterio is a big talent. We got to, mm-hmm. you know, we, I mean, our opening match of season three or not our opening, our opening main event of season three was Ray versus Pentagon. Um, but then a few episodes later, Pentagon actually pinned Ray, which we thought was pretty big for the Pentagon character. Also, you know, in season two and part of season three, we wanted to keep Matanza strong and dominant, but also, you know, Johnny Mundo, is someone we wanted to make champion from the beginning. We didn't make him champion in season one because we felt like that that would be the WWE or TNA thing to do of like, here's the one star we have. Let's just make him champion. We want to build new stars. And Johnny was awesome in helping us build new stars. And we always wanted him in season three to be champion. And the only way I think to believably do that was to keep him away from Pentagon and to have him more of a chicken shit heel who does things like uses a bunch of outside interference to beat sexy star, not only for the gift of the gods, but then for the the title as well. You know, it's funny. I feel like people get a little lost in the whole sexy star thing and, and maybe rightfully so, maybe not, but like Johnny is, Johnny is such a scumbag. He, he cheats and whatever. He takes the gift of the gods. Then somehow sexy star still overcomes the odds and wins Aztec warfare. So she still got the title, even without the gift of the gods. And then he uses her own gift of the gods that he stole from her to then steal the other title from her. Like, I, I feel like Johnny 
played such a great shit heel. Oh, he was beautiful. Like I brought oh, yeah. some first timers out there. And as soon as Mundo oh. hit the ring, they lost it. They were like, this guy is great. I hate him. He is the <laughs> best deal ever. And they're like guys who don't watch wrestling. Like, I just brought him out one afternoon, and they totally, totally loved it. He got over so good with those guys. And that's when you know. Like, yeah. here's a product that they, they haven't really watched. They're coming in cold. It's a live taping, so they have no basis for storyline whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. Johnny was the thing they reacted to the most. And Pentagon was on that day, too. I mean, yeah. they loved Pentagon. He was over with them, and they saw the reaction of the believers to Pentagon. They were like, oh, clearly there's something here. But when Mundo came out, he just, like, you know, within 30 seconds, he gave those guys the finger. And and they were, like, in love with, with the whole thing. You know, it, yeah. it worked great, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, I will say one other thing I'll say about like the booking and everything. It's like, you know, I think in hindsight, you always say, oh, maybe we would have done that differently. But, you know, the, the two things with Lucha Underground is, A, unlike a WWE, it's hard because you're not really getting the, the true reaction of the fans. You're getting some of the fan reaction in there, but, you know, these shows air uh, weeks, months, years later. Uh, so you don't exactly know what the TV audience thinks. Even also for you guys, the fans in the arena, you don't fully know what the storylines are because you don't know what all the backstage stuff is happening. So a lot of it is a guessing game as far as like who's really going to be over, what story is going to connect with people, what isn't. Um, so, but I will say that we we do really try to try to think about every character and how their piece fits in the puzzle where I feel like a WWE and maybe rightfully so Vince McMahon's a lot richer than I'll ever be, but like they have a stone cold or Hulk Hogan. They're like, that's all that really matters. Everything else is just kind of set dressing. And maybe, you know, there's a version of Lucha Underground where it's like Pentagon's all that matters. Everything else is just sort of matches to serve Pentagon. Um, but, you know, we're thinking about Pentagon, but we're also thinking about, you know, Puma and Johnny Mundo and Sexy Star and the Reptile Tribe and Aerostar and how they all fit into that puzzle. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying it's the best decision, but the but decisions were never just solely based on one character. Well, you guys, you guys as writers especially have the hardest job feedback wise because you're doing a product where you only get that live taping feedback it's really hard to gauge mm -hmm. what to do the next week on it you don't get uh test screenings like a movie does where you can go yeah. back and revamp things from there or maybe even do reshoots if if response is really bad you don't get live response where you can just feed it in the next week and fix it there or do something different it's pretty much the toughest spot in writing where you can't really do anything after it's on the page yeah. right and you don't have to worry you usually don't have to worry about someone getting hurt or their visa getting fucked up or like anything like yeah. that and yeah. having to write them out later all right so i gotta i want to fly through i know we don't have you for too long roach but i want to i want to fly through a couple of of questions for you uh -huh. um regarding this finale and some of these huge moments first of all war is hell kudos I, I don't think there's anything that we had dj on that that week and i don't know that there's anything better that we can say about it that we haven't already said but whoever came up with it uh i hope you get a lot of money and and fame and success in life it's, it's <laughs> genius well and those guys were doing it holy shit those guys are awesome man uh 
Dante Fox is, he is one of my favorites ever. I mean, first of all, he's like, he's such a nice guy um, in real life. Um, but he, he is an incredible, incredible performer. I mean, he's, he, he's amazing. We need to get him so over that he makes a lot of money and enough to hire somebody to do his social media for him because yeah. it's impossible to hold up. Yeah, he. I mean, he's so he's so awesome. I mean, listen, Puma's amazing. I mean, Puma. If he does go to WWE, which I would guess he was, but I I have no I don't know for sure. I have no idea. Um, you know, he Puma deserves to be there because he's an amazing talent and he deserves a chance to headline WrestleMania one day or whatever, whatever WWE brings him. But to me, like Dante Fox is as good as him. You know, he is like, Oh, for sure. Just, Absolutely. just watching him. It's like, it's, it's like watching art, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. And I'll be honest, honest. I really think that his acting skills are, are there. And I think that, you know, some more programs and some more stick time and some more vignettes and stuff like, I think people could see even more out of Fox that that they mm-hmm. hadn't totally seen yet because the hints of it were there and oh, the yeah. moments that he had for it. Like you could tell he was maybe a little nervous the first couple times he did stuff in Lucha, but after that, he just was shining through. And like even just talking to him out in the parking lot after after the fucking Hell of War mm. match, and he was just kind of like so chill he's like on the stretcher just talking to a bunch of us believers out there like oh yeah yeah, no it's cool i'll get this patched up see you guys tomorrow like what the fuck really yeah it's crazy i mean and those guys you know the the uh trios title match we filmed the next day and those guys (laughs) did it. it it's amazing no, we told we told AR in the parking lot, like, hey, dude, go home. Why are you here? You've done enough yeah. for us this week. And yeah, he was like, yeah. oh, no, no, I got something today. Stick around. It'll be worth it. And we're like, yeah. no, please don't say that. And then they went out there and they're doing high spots and flippy shit stuff. And, the, you know, it wasn't as big as the match the day before. But for me, that was one of the moments where yeah. I had said a long time ago, Killshot was one of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when AR came in and I had seen the CZW stuff, so I knew and was just like, holy shit, this guy's really stepping it up. Like well, we were anticipating all season two. Like it was yeah. just a great moment. Go ahead, Byron. Oh, I was saying, no, uh, we were anticipating, at least I was anticipating Fox coming in. Cause Casey would talk about him all the time. Cause, uh, there, you know, the rumors of him coming in, I think there was, um, he was well, one he was of the first guys. One, right. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to get him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He was worth it. He was worth the wait. I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope those guys have some, some fun stuff though with the the landscape of lucha underground as we've left it at the end of season three who knows who's even in the trios pictures i guess now we've got daga holy fuck yeah. back. there can fuck be yeah. only one and apparently the one is daga way yeah. to behead pindar who is one of my favorites but you know yeah. at least i don't have to watch that damn zipper get fixed every yeah yeah that also. is our suggestion if steve payne gets a different gimmick something without a zipper Ooh, okay yeah <laughs> Who's but, Steve Payne? I only know so, Pindor. Pindar, Lord of the Reptiles. I, I just I'm mad at Daga a little bit for cutting off the wrong reptile's head, but I do uh because I, I loved Pindar. Oh I was so sorry. Wait, wait, wait. That was a good comment. So you wanted it to be the Luchasaurus that got beheaded still. You know what? Yeah, and you know I didn't notice he's not he was, over with you yet. 
I didn't notice he was in the scene until I saw screen caps, but he was standing on the other side of where Drago was. For some reason, yeah, I yeah. totally missed that. Um, you I thought, missed like the seven foot tall dude standing in the background. Mm. I, I, I was tired. I don't know. Vibra, Vibra ate the head. We we edited that for time, but he ate the head right afterwards. Oh, that's really that, interesting. Okay. Oh, that would have that, that yeah. won me over. Oh, just like I would, I would I would suggest if you don't mind taking suggestions. Um, I love suggestions. Using that, using that footage if you if you still have it in season four of him eating the head. I would have just eating the head. Yeah. I would say I well, would say instead like of the eating whole first the head, episode would be him eating the head. Well, we want to help get Vibra over. We're gonna have him start eating heads in the ring. <laughs> That's gonna be his arm break. I don't know that he's gonna need that much help. When people start seeing the flip bumps and crazy shit that him and Munda have been working out for his, dude, gimmick, yeah, uh, he's he's gonna uh, be fine. <laughs> I I very much shat on his in ring work before, but now he's fucking awesome. And uh, I want to because he might listen and he probably hates me because if he does, but I think that he's really improved. And if I was gonna vote for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated most improved wrestler of the year i would vote for vibora so there you go <laughs> well a second ago you're saying he should have his head chopped off well because yeah! at the time, I mean, casey is thinking back in time to if when I, he was still not very and, and look a lot of the stuff we saw from him um was after the season of lucha underground his first couple of performances were but he had some serious ring rust too i mean he had been on the shelf for a little while and he mm -hmm. did this little tv show on cbs for a while that i don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know he 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 needed some time and honestly after that like i he caught the lucha underground bug and this is why i have respect yeah. for the guy you could tell yeah. that he felt part of the family he went out on the road. He did the work. He put in the time. And anybody who does that, in my opinion, is going to be over with me because I I know that the guy put in the time. And yeah. Well, he's training. Thinks. He's training with Mundo. So yeah. I mean, he's he's trying to learn from the best. So give him props. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he has. To I think he could be a. I think he could be a big character for us. Um, I think so too. And, but if nothing else, him. Drago and Dog are a pretty awesome team too. Let's yeah, yeah, that is a dope team. And uh, man, I you know I'm not counting Pindar out. He was beheaded, but lizards grow shit back. People remember that. Maybe That's not true. the heads. That's but. true. Don't never count anyone out, but. Um, but come on, he's dead. I, Dario, oh. maybe I could see coming back to life. I mean, gun gunshots on. Well, do we know? Do we know for sure Dario's dead? He did see his last breath. No. He might have just felt fallen asleep. Wait, man. the guy who wrote it was trying to tell us something. We know for sure he's dead. Is he so dead? Know, dude, no. I, I mean, listen. I I feel like you don't know for sure anyone's dead until they're officially. You saw him get shot, and I mean, he made a call, and then maybe he did have his last breath, or maybe who knows? I don't know. He no he word. said, "Don't count out anyone," which means I want to see Councilman Delgado come back with like an eye patch. Nope, he's dead. <laughs> no, he, I don't he, think Delgado's coming back. Unfortunately. Yeah, he has to fly a helicopter. Lorenzo's totally, totally dead. Um, okay, so Evilise. Yes. Have you guys not had enough fun punishing this poor woman? It, like you guys wrote her getting her leg broken this time. This was not her That's doing. That's messed up. Right. <laughs> that was just mean, Roach. But this well, is an off-season leg break, and she's not missing any time. Come true. on. Yeah. True. Um. We love Ivelisse. I uh, I would like it if, you know, in the next season we do, if she's there the whole time and, and healthy. I mean, she 
she's great. I mean, it's unfortunate that during two different seasons, she had, she had injuries that sort of, I mean, in season one, we kept her on TV and season three, we didn't, but it's, you know, she got unlucky and it's too bad because I, I think she would have been um, a pretty major player in season three if that did not happen. Well, it sucks. I mean, she's yeah. got the talent and I know she's putting in the time and work too. And, mm-hmm. and she's another one of those people that I think is excited to come back uh, when there's a season four, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hope yeah. that she finally does get a good Put- run. And, and I think, I yeah. think you guys will need her too. I think she's going to play a pivotal role like her and, and, and Helico. I think it was still cool that they got moments at Ultima Lucha. We were all very happy. Yeah, both of them got so we're just so snake bit with injuries. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm excited to see Ivelisse line up against someone like Jeremiah Crane too. Right. Well, Byron, we we all know that you want to be Ivelisse's shitty boyfriend in season four. So I think you'll just have to audition with you know Skip and Roach and the guys. I have have my agent (laughs) call. No, but it's. Why is she so prone to have shitty boyfriends, Roach? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I think sometimes we make the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see that keep going. As much as I don't know what that says about society, I just think it, it's it's honestly so, so real. I know so many just really awesome girls, and they just have the worst taste in guys, and yeah. it, it happens to them over and over again. And I don't yeah. know if it's Texas to go there or not, but I just – it's just such a realistic storyline to me that I think it's great. Like yeah. she shows up and she's like, this is my lizard person boyfriend. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and it's Pindar's head. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, hi. Yeah, yeah. I think she, I, I feel like she might uh, stay away from guys for a while, but who knows? All you right. Know, so go ahead. Hammer to the leg is one, one thing to sort of get you out of the dating scene. Yeah, but um, I think we're on to something uh, with Pindar's head because you saw how Al Snow's head was so mm-hmm. over. You know, Pindar's head, it's even cooler looking than that mannequin head. Yeah, yeah but it's messy. You're giving Chris really, time. really gross bad ideas. that yeah. I Dude, it, oh. it won't be messy by season four. Blood dries out. You can, like, mummify the head. It would look Casey. even cooler. Casey Wilkins dried out nicely down there in the dungeon, I think. So listen, I do in all seriousness, I do think it'd be kind of cool if Cobra Moon like carried his head out with her to the ring. (laughs) Well, and and here I'm gonna put this in for for Cobra Moon. Let her wrestle more next season. I want to see her wrestle more because I do think that her in-ring skills and what she could bring to Lucha Underground would actually be very cool now. And and I get mm-hmm. why she was used the way she was initially, but I think now would be the time for her to shine too. Maybe a program with her and Ivelisse. Could be fun. Maybe. She, um, but she also, she does play a pretty awesome manager. She's really good yeah. in that mm-hmm. role. She I'd really like to is. see her make a run at trying to take over the temple like Katrina got to. It's like women in charge, Byron, huh? Uh, is this that kind of a podcast? No, like okay. Look, let me ask one more one more question about our our, our luchadoras. Mm-hmm. Uh, can sexy star count to ten in any language? <laughs> Did she know how to stand up? <laughs> well, she stood up right right at the end. Yeah, about at about twelve, eleven ish, maybe eleven point two. <laughs> I would say it's it's been over a year since we were there, but I would say there. Were, Possibly, my memory's foggy, multiple times during the match when she didn't stand up for 10 seconds at all. I will say this, though. I believe it did work in the edit at the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with uh, Yeah, and I, I just want you to know, Chris, that I would have sold that fucking wrench. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, some, th- some things are different. Uh, there's different styles of wrestling. <laughs> and there's, 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 different, there's different styles of fans in the audience that... It's oh, just... Bro. It's wow. just weird to me that someone whose second career directly involves standing before 10 seconds is up doesn't know how to stand before 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah boxing's going to be a problem. You know, hey, let's, listen, I realize <laughs> anyway. shitting on sexy stars is the cool thing to do these days, but. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not even that. I, I, I did it before. I Cool. How about Let's that? Gaunt- How about the gauntlet theory, Casey? Let's change the subject. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. I'll get there in a second. Uh, about okay. sexy star. I think honestly, I I, I kind of had this epiphany this morning, especially after seeing that closing segment last night. That if you brought sexy star back as a heel and she came in and cut a promo about like all this bad stuff happened to me and all these men have done this and uh, you believers never cared shit mm-hmm. for me. You know, and that's why I'm this way. Do you know how much awesome heat that she she came back heel now? Dude, oh my god, it could be dude, amazing. Uh, trust me, I've thought of that. I, I, she would be an awesome heel. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that uh, that you could, you know, the wrestling business is built on exploiting things. So, I yeah, mean, she, exactly. Um. I'd almost really like to see it now. I know it's sick and twisted. I've shit on sexy star so much in the last two months, but it's like, oh my yeah. God, I would love to see her back in the temple as a heel. I don't think she if, could pull it off in Mexico. She'd probably get murdered, yeah. but. Oh, if she was a heel champ, if she was another version of like that shit champ, everyone, she'd get so much heat in a the temple. New version, like, oh, you guys are just oogling me, blah, blah, blah. I'm yeah. not being sexy for you. Fuck you. Like just, just turn it the whole other direction could be so amazing, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. Um, it, yeah, it so is what it is. Yeah. So let's talk gauntlet. Yeah. What, what the hell? What the shit? What happened? So I was talking to Casey about uh, how Cuerno uses it as a trophy instead of harnessing the power. Casey has a theory about that. That he was He's talking predator. about. He's predator. He's predator. He's the human. Yeah, it's a trophy. My human form of predator, right? He, I mean, I know you guys like homages to to yeah. other venues and and he Byron. and other. Byron's things. like it's predator. Byron's right? referring yeah. to my my theory that he used the gauntlet to crank one out, which I'm sure everyone that wins the gauntlet has done at least five times. That's your big theory. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't the one selling it as a big I theory. Quit. That was Byron's fault. Uh, I quit. <laughs> um, I can do nothing with that. I, I, King Cuerno does not want uh, his trophies tarnished, so I don't think he would risk risk that. Damn. Well, there goes my other theory for Pindar's head. Shit. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of high tension. Um, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Lord. Um, I'm sorry. Cuerno, Cuerno is like a predator. By the way, speaking of like homages, the, the, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the movie Boogie Nights, but mm-hmm. if you, if you rewatch the Dirk Diggler story that Amber waves, the documentary that she does for Dirk Diggler and Boogie Nights, and then rewatch Taya's documentary for Johnny Mundo. Oh shit! There's a <laughs> lot of homages in there. That's oh, amazing. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. That makes me warm and fuzzy inside, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy that we got to see that too. That documentary finally. Yeah, we listen. We unlike WWE, not to not to shit on them, but 
they suck at continuity. They suck at paying stories off. We, mm-hmm. we always want to make sure we pay everything off, everything we set up, everything. And as an Undertaker fan, I appreciate everything you're saying because they fucked up his timeline a million times. And yes. like only, th- it, yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. It's like, it's very, it's, it's like this mentality of like this old school mentality of like, oh, we're traveling town to town and this town doesn't know mm. that the other town already saw this match and, and people have short memories and it's like, people don't have short memories anymore. We're a generation that's still referencing matches from the eighties. Like mm-hmm. we remember how a character was two months ago. Yeah. Especially when they're selling the network that has all the footage that they're retconning. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I liked Just, how um, in the, in the promo or the documentary and Ty's documentary, you still used a lot of the stuff that we saw them shooting. Yeah. We got to see it from, you know, fully edited. And yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny idea. The the documentary was um, DJ's idea, and uh, yeah, it, it's really funny because we we showed a lot of it like the first half of the season, her doing it and stuff, um, and then we kind of backed off. And I assume people would either forget about it or just think we forgot about it. And so then, you know, our plan was to always have it at Ultima Lucha. The uh, you know, you know, nice. our our boy Rob Viper on Twitter uh, actually said if he didn't see the Taya documentary, he was never going to watch again. So he, uh, <laughs> like I said, the limo guy from season one. Yeah. He he really wanted to see. Uh, he really wanted to see that, and Lucha Blog really wanted to see Daga with the sword, or he was going to be so mad. So not only did it pay off, but I think Lucha Blog caused a murder wanting that to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I liked well, how um got to see a lot of the Ricky Mundo character. I know you guys are super jazzed about how silly he was, and it was yeah. really cool to see him. Yeah. Um, a lot of his yeah, personality. He, yeah. That dude, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I love when we can um and by the way, I'll I'll say about storylines paying off, you know, uh, there was there was a, a vignette where Dario got this these weird brochures uh, from the Badal's vignette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Ricky Ricky Mandel took them, so we haven't forgot about that. But yeah, uh, I, w- I was actually going to ask about that. It's actually on my list of things to ask about because mm-hmm. yeah. I love I love getting on you and, and DJ about the things that haven't paid off yet, and just having you guys go, nope, it's coming. We still have that one. It's bang. Yeah, yeah. We have an idea for that. Um, yeah, what I love about Ricky Mundo, and it's the same thing with Ricky Mundo and Famous B, and it's like being able, like, we don't want to waste anybody. We don't want to have people that are just jobbers. And I love when we can involve people's characters and, and you know, like Ricky Mandel in season one was pretty much a jobber and not very interesting. And he really embodied that Ricky Mundo character, and it was fun to watch. Okay, so there, there's another mystery character that we haven't talked about yet. Our, uh-huh. our homie Masquerita, the little fella, led the rabbit tribe off to meet somebody. Are we going to see that payoff? The white rabbit? Yeah, yes, of course. Sir. Of course. So who is it? Is is Kevin Cross going to be Vampiro's uh, master or is he going to be the white rabbit? He's got to be one of the two, right? You didn't recognize the master's arms, Justin? What's wrong with you? You know Come that on, wasn't Kevin me, Cross. Come on. Um... Neither. He's going to be neither. Kevin Cross will be neither. I love Kevin Cross, man. He, that guy is mm-hmm. amazing. 
Yeah, and and so Vinny Massaro, though, I got to ask, is he yeah. going to get the big win? In, is he in the White Z- Rabbit? He's he not the White Rabbit. No. Oh. Oh, um, shit. That would be great. Oh. Uh, Vinny, I love Vinny, man. We've talked about Vinny's storylines, what we could do with Vinny. I'll tell you mine. I'm going to pitch mine, I and mean, you don't have to use it, or if you do use it, don't give me any credit. I don't give a shit, but I think that he should turn into kind of the Lucha Underground bookie, as uh, maybe stereotypical <laughs> as that is, but at the same time, I still think it's an underground fighting club. I think that there, there should be some money getting passed around, and I think there's an opportunity for storylines there, and Vinny kind of just being this Lee's bag uh, yeah. enforcer for bookie stuff, and the, you know, give him some good backstage scenes where he could play up his his thing and always be eating something gross in a bathroom. <laughs> and then you have the, you have the lawyer before the show, tell everyone, give Vinny Massaro money at your own risk. And then he can <laughs> take money from the fans during the show and not give it back. Oh, oh like, Devon, uh, Dudley had that gimmick. He would pass, he would collect money from the oh, yeah. fans. <laughs> but he was the deacon. Yeah. Uh, I think it could be funny though. If you see, you know, Vinny even out front working the, the believer line and taking bets and taking bad lines and odds idea. on stuff. It is. That's a good idea. It'd be fun. I mean, even if it was a web thing, who cares? It'd just be funny to me. I don't know. Come on. Vinny deserves more than a web. A web well, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I'm just just saying, I don't care where I see it. I just want to see it. I like I like Vinny, and I just – I think there's something there where he can still lose to, to DJ's satisfaction of torturing him for all time. And still yeah. I, I feel like – oh, I, I have a pitch, too, and it's uh, when Ricky Mundo just gets – just pisses everyone off and gets stripped of his name, Vinny Mundo. You guys can picture it. Exact same jacket, gear, and Vinny. Yeah, he's gonna hate me for saying that. That's pretty good too. Um, <laughs> so I have to say this about Ultima Lucha. I really had this this awful sinking feeling in my heart that uh, Carmen Perez, Captain Hotness, Captain Velasquez, whatever, was going to bite it. I'm very mm-hmm. happy that that did not happen. <laughs> I actually yeah. I actually have a spoiler for you, Justin. Have you ever seen Halloween H2O? Uh, once, yes. a long time ago. Um, you, know, you know how they followed it up by saying it wasn't Michael Myers getting his head cut off? That was actually Carmen in a Pindar mask. Oh, stop yeah. it. Yeah, oh, sorry, stop Justin. No. Please, please tell me she lives on all the way to like season seven, Chris. Yeah, she's, she's, lived, she's been alive for, for a millennia. See, there. Mm-hmm. I like older women. That's what it is. <laughs> Sophisticated. No, yeah, he's got a he's got a weird thing with Game of Thrones too. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Old witches that have been around for millions of years. Katrina's the Carmens, the the whatever her name is on Game of Thrones. It's all great. Yeah. Well, Vasquez <laughs> is uh, Katrina's mom. Yes. Yeah, Which, that was huge. Dude, this is this was is it huge or was it perfect? Okay, so the last weird question. There, there yeah. there's been. Marty the Moth. First of all, I'm so pissed that uh, his hair grew back in real life so fast because I really wanted. I, I was really hoping we'd get to see some patchy Marty. Or that's the only problem with it being an Ultima Lucha. Like if it had been right before, and we could have gotten at least one match with like weird patchy Gorbachev head Marty. I'm sure awesome. Marty would be happy to oblige if, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we start filming again. If you if we asked uh, him, I'm sure that would be would. so amazing. If like time hadn't lapsed and it was really like the next day, and we yeah. get a match with Marty all patchy headed that would be so amazing i know um but or it okay. could be like uh you know when raven got his head shaved his hair didn't grow back because sinister minister kind of stabbed him in the forehead with the clippers and kind yeah. of scalped him oh. scalped him oh. nice 
Yeah. Bad. Well, Cage lost a hair match, and then he got a sweet ass mohawk out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's a dope mohawk. mohawk. Did not help him with the skewers, by the way. The skewers went right in there, hard way. That one skewer really was bleeding, and it was pretty gruesomely awesome. Yeah, that, And yeah. I'd never seen Brian do stuff like. Who's got the bus pulling up in front of their house? Jesus Christ! Is it? I'm sorry, it's garbage day, Justin. Jesus. <laughs> um, so, like. I've never seen Cage do hardcore stuff like that. Like I've seen him do some some bruiser matches with some trash cans and some stuff like that, but I'd never see him do like a real death match kind of spot like that. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, it surprised us too. It was crazy. And he he seemed like he was game for it. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't game for anything. He's, he's a, a madman. Yeah. All right, so elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I may know more than you do right now because I just got an email from one of our friends. But uh, season four, yes. What do you think? It's gonna happen? Not gonna happen? Explain I mean, well, I'd like it to happen. I'm kind of, you know, there are. I'm just I'm much like the wrestlers, just a hired hand there. Um, you know, I was disappointed about the hiatus in the middle. Um, you know, as a writer, we, we didn't plan it out to, Oh, and now people stop watching for four months. Yeah. That wasn't <clears throat> and I think that our... also in, uh, affected the Pentagon thing we were talking about before either. I yeah. think the flow of how you guys wrote it would have worked better for yeah. his character without that hiatus. Um, so season four, you know, I've, I don't know anything official, I've, you know, over the past, I mean, I can't believe how long it's been since we actually filmed anything. And I, I had assumed we would have season four would have been filmed by now, or we would be filming it, or we would have a guarantee start date. Um, you know, the one advantage WWE has is they're wrestling and all they think about, I mean, not all they think about, but they're, they're behind this product a thousand percent. I'm not saying that. And so these people are, but you know, there's a lot of different people involved in Lucha Underground that are involved in a lot of other projects and, you know, to the wrestlers and to me and DJ. And I know EVW feels this way. It's like, we would love it if, if we, we know there's something special and we'd like it to just, you know, I, I wish it was on, year round um so i i think it will come back but i don't know 100 percent, honestly <laughs> well i think that's the real answer <clears throat> i mean realistically if bringing it back meant doing it cheaper do you think that there's a good way to do that for lucha yeah. underground or, or is there a breaking point where it's like ah it's just not worth doing if we can't do it right well i think it's i think it's worth doing because i think i think even if we did a ver- listen, I love the vignettes. I love the vignettes so much. Skip mm-hmm. makes them amazing. Uh, they're fun to write. I think it, it it really separates this show from other wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I think Lucha Underground could still be awesome even if there weren't vignettes. I think that we could still progress storylines in the arena, and I and the the wrestlers are amazing, and we could have amazing matches, and I think we could still tell good stories. I mean, I, I think there's probably a, a middle ground where we have like 
one vignette a show or two vignettes a show to help bring the cost down or, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's an issue. I mean, no one said, mm, we, you know, these vignettes are too expensive. I, I don't know, right. but I'm just saying, I, I think Lucha Underground could be cool no matter what. In fact, I think sometimes people do their best work when they're kind of handcuffed creatively, you know, and have to figure out workarounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I think Lucha Underground in itself is kind of that. It's like, hey, let's do something as cool, if not cooler than what WWE is doing, but obviously not with that kind of budget or time or ad revenue or whatnot. Let's let's go out there and see if we can make something on that level. And I don't think that <clears throat> I don't think that it's a mystery to any of us guys that work in television, especially um, what's going on to a certain extent yeah we don't necessarily all know the specifics of what's being worked out but obviously when these things happen when a show's been on for a couple three seasons one side's always going to say hey can we get it at this price and make it work you know we've seen some ad revenue and what it's doing numbers wise and we kind of feel like we'd love it to be here and the other side's always going to say well we want to make this kind of quality product and we'd love it to be here and they're going to go back and forth until it gets here yeah or leans to one side or the other i mean that's just television for people that don't really understand what's going yeah. On. That's it's very simply it. And then and lawyers and money guys don't necessarily care about deadlines either. Like they don't care about the fact that the show is already finished airing. They care about like, oh, well, we have an option until this time and we will make yeah. our decision and play our poker hand yeah. right up until this deadline, which you know, I've I've heard tale is November sometime. So I'm expecting in the next two weeks, where our next two or three weeks we'll all know one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think that's true. I, I, I think the unfortunate thing is I feel like Lucha Underground season one had a ton of buzz. And I think that there was an opportunity. And listen, I get it. Like El Rey Network has other things they want to do. Uh, there's lots of people involved in this project. I, I think they should have put everything they had into Lucha Underground even more and listen, it's been great. It's been amazing. We've done over a hundred episodes and I, and I'm proud of all of them. And I think they're the best quality, but you know, again, like WWE, you know, they're going to put everything they have into making WWE and doing tours and doing every merchandise and all that stuff. And I, I wish there had been more of that with Lucha Underground because, you know, I think there's a lot of fans who, probably in season one and even beginning of season two are like, Oh my God, this is our alternative to WWE. I've discovered something that's going to be huge one day. And then, you know, by now we're probably like, eh, it's not going to be around forever. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, you, you never, you just never know. Like it could be the flagship thing that really helps the network go. But I mean, they also have to look at what their ad revenues really are or- and if they can justify really thrown it behind a, a certain product or not. I mean, they, they had that yeah. question with us till dawn too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we see sadly where that decision ended up. Cause that was a great program, but yeah, for the budget of what it was costing them and what they're getting back ad dollar wise, it's like, they know it's a good show. Everybody yeah. knows it's a good show. I don't think that was the question. The question was like, damn, can we afford to make this with what we can charge for ads with the saturation our network has? And I think Lucha is sadly kind of, on the bubble, not because of quality of programming. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I know everyone involved from, I know El Rey Network loves the show. The Burnett people love the show. Obviously, Eric and DJ Stolman 
Anthony, uh, Tony, everyone involved is like very passionate about it. The, you know, the wrestlers were all very passionate about it. I understand their point of view that they haven't worked for Lucha Underground in a long time. And that sucks. And I hate that. I hate that, you know, we have such an amazing roster and I hate that. I mean, I'm glad they get to work other places and I'm sure the exposure of Lucha Underground helps that, but I wish that I wish they got to work Lucha Underground every weekend. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, everyone loves the project, but like you said, the nature of television and that this is almost more of a television show than like a wrestling show or a sporting event, um, you know, causes some issues, which is unfortunate. Well, yeah, I'd like to see it get up a little more as a promotion. I, I know that that is really probably more on Dorian and the Lucha Libre FMV side of things. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, if it goes forward. But at this point in time, until they know about a season four, there's not really much yeah. reason for them to put the time into effort into doing that kind of stuff either. I mean, it's kind of like it has to be the dominoes have to fall in the right order for it to all make sense again for everyone on merchandise, touring, booking dates, yeah. getting all the talent happy. And I assume that, you know, you and DJ may be in for a fun ride if it does get a green light again and certain people are there and certain people can't be there now because not just because of whatever weirdness has happened in AAA, but because of length of time and people yeah. moving on and or wanting out of their contracts and asking to get out. Like I, you guys got some, <laughs> you guys will have your hands full, whether it's just writing and you have nothing to do with those kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really hope there's a season four for if nothing else. I feel like it will be unique and it's been so long since we filmed that like, you know, you know, two and three were filmed back to back. So there wasn't a lot of time to reflect. It was just like, all right, we're doing three now. Or now it's been so long. We've had so many ideas. Like you said, there might be a shakeup with the roster. I think it might be might be exciting, you know, and feel different. Well, I think it'll be fun too. And I think you guys are going to have to find some fun ways to maybe write some people out or mm -hmm. in, and, and that will be exciting to see like oh, what you Justin. guys do creatively. What? Time, time travel fixes everything. Oh God. Aerostar um, goes and steps oh, on a bug and then half the people don't exist. Didn't you see the butterfly effect? Jesus. Oh, Aerostar can time travel. That is true. This is Casey. He's the one guy you need to keep on the roster. You know, dude, that, you know that's the jump the shark moment for for Roach and DJ. No, oh, no. can you do a can you do a season jump in seven? Season season seven. Aerostar goes back in time, resets the entire Lucha Underground timeline. We get to redo season one all over from the beginning with with different people. Blue Demon doesn't show up. Casey, you're totally happy. Pentagon so wins at the end of season two. We no, get to reset the whole clock. And Blue Demon wins Aztec Warfare. Oh my God! Yeah, the whole thing would be amazing. Uh, Roach, my my stepbrother would kill me if I don't ask you um, uh -huh. this question because he's a huge Big Brother fan. How did Paul not win? Is he the best guy to ever play Big Brother and not win? Well, holy crap, that was well, amazing. If you, yeah, it, it's surprising. I think it's. You know, he uh, he played so well and that that I think the jury, a lot of the jury, once they realized they were getting played, really resented it because every there was a moment there where everyone in the house trusted him 100 percent. And that's amazing gameplay. Um, the only time that I thought was similar was on season. I don't know how familiar you are, guys are with Big Brother, but on season 14, this guy, Dan, who actually won season 10, he was right. sort of a, 
baby face, if you will, on season 10 and then kind of a heel on season 14. And he played an amazing game and he probably should have won and he didn't either. Well, yeah, but it made a little more sense because of the fact that everyone knew, you know, like, and and he had to come back and he had to play a completely different game. Paul came back and played a completely different game, but it was smarter. And he told everyone he was doing that. Come on. He made everyone throw a race to a girl with one leg. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible gameplay. Freaking amazing. Like, how did they not just all turn around and once they realized that, just go, okay, this guy got us all. We have to give him the money. That's the thing about Big Brother, and Big Brother is like a, you know, it's representative of the world is, you know, there are people, there could have been another season where there would have been people who have been like, he's an amazing player, take the money. But this season, there was a lot of people who were like, how dare he do that to me? Yeah, and, it was amazing. I couldn't, yeah. I, I was, I was shocked. And he's yeah. just got to be sitting at home right now going, how did that, this is what you're supposed to do on these shows. How did this happen to me twice? Yeah. twice. Um, by the way, I love being on the show. Thank you so much. I probably have like five more minutes before uh, I have to go. So any other Lucha things or anything else we want to talk about? Um, you know, I, I feel like we really did cover a lot of it. I mean, the, 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 the Ultima Lucha this year was amazing to me. And I really hope that everybody mm-hmm. got behind it, regardless of what their opinions are of Lucha Underground or any of the backstage stuff. Like, dude, it's just four hours of really good television. Or is it five hours? Five hours. Five oh, hours. Right. I mean, it's Why don't you just, take out the commercials? It's probably closer to four hours, but... But it's just really good television. Wrestling fan yeah. or a TV fan or drama fan, sci-fi fan, whatever. It's just good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask something about the backstage vignettes uh, yeah. when you were talking about it a while ago. Um, you had one moment where there was this great fight scene um, in the bathroom, and it almost was like a vignette version of a match. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, the Reptile Tribe. Um and uh oh you had actually you've had several um that was skip getting mad that everybody else was having all the fun yeah so (laughs) you you didn't really see those towards the end i thought it was a very interesting um presentation of of your wrestlers and of their encounters that other promotions can't do you said five minutes byron spit it out so how did you feel about that and are are you interested in doing more of that stuff or anything else yeah i mean listen i i wish it, by the way, if there if there wasn't a season four, I'd love to come back on and just tell you guys like all these ideas we had and stuff. I, I can tell you that uh, one idea, and uh, I don't. Hopefully, no one would care that I said this. Was you know we originally thought about doing Katrina and Ivalice's match as a whole vignette backstage. It like would start in the arena, and then there was a vignette. If the match was like a vignette where we could have Katrina like teleport and and do a whole cool backstage match between them um and so you know we ended up not doing that i mean i think what they did in the arena was awesome um but so i think that's cool i mean that the the only issue is those things take a long time to shoot Mm. um but we've definitely discussed actually doing matches that are like in a vignette form That'd be sweet, like especially awesome. with the Katrina character. And we've talked about that, her using mm-hmm. her teleportation powers in the match, or why yeah, doesn't she do it in the match? Exactly. That, that, that was like one of the main things where, like, if I was Katrina having a match, I would teleport, and she can't really do that in the, in the arena. But 
Yeah, but I also think she doesn't necessarily want to give away her secrets in public with all the believers standing there. That's too. true. Like she, she's got secrets to keep it, still. She teleported. It, she's teleported it, it, there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's she, a weird life, but yeah. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked the the moment where the gauntlet hit the ground and you get the lights out Cuerno moment. Um, I don't know exactly how that that read to some people, but I just I like the whole effect of it visually. You know, as a TV person, I just I just dug it, and I that was cool. and it still gives me more questions about this power of the gauntlet and what it does. Because when he strikes the ground, that's that shot is great, and then the lights out, and then Cuerno's just standing there. And I know yeah. it took a little longer in, in the temple when we were in there. Reality, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Like seeing that put together on TV was one of the ones where I was like, "Damn, these guys know what they're doing." I loved that one. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is one advantage we have over WWE is we could kind of do cooler things thanks to editing and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I hope yeah. that you guys continue to take advantage of that. I hope that we get to see a whole lot more of it. I hope that Celebrity Big Brother doesn't kill you while you have the newborn. <laughs> um, any celebrities that they've announced yet or anything that you nah, can about it? No, nah, I don't. I actually, I honestly don't know anyone yet. I don't know if they've gotten anyone or what. Oh, you my fingers. working on it though, right? Can you put Pentagon yes. in there? King Pentagon in the Big Brother house? No. Yeah. <laughs> he, we already had one broken leg this year. He can't go yeah. in there and break everyone's arms. No, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, you guys have an in for Sid right now. See him playing the big old tuba just in the middle of the day on the live feeds. There, there be. I feel like Joey Ryan would be good on Big Brother. Yeah, oh, he's he's I great. Feel, this is I what you like need to do. Sid you need to do it the opposite way. Though. Not not get wrestlers from Big Brother. Send wrestlers to Big Brother. Yeah. Well, I guess Madison was that in the first place. Madison Madison was yeah. already a wrestler. Before. Yeah. Um. Uh, gimmick that would be awesome. Yeah. No love, no love for Sid being in the Big Brother house and just None. being the man, the master, and the ruler of the world, and just, like just, just not having it. not having scissors in the house. It would taint the legacy of Evil Dick. It would, well, it would be oh. bad. You know, Sid's son was on Big Brother twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I rooted for him because he was he was basically the the prince to King Sid. We yeah. we love we love Sid very well. I love Sid, and these guys kind of pretend to. I love Sid. I, I love Sid. Byron used to my hairstyle. You know, one of my favorite wrestling moments was, I guess it was at SummerSlam. Was like Sid was like the referee and Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior like won their match and they're sort of celebrating and like Sid went to the back but they sort of like call him out and he like sticks his head through the curtain like like me really me or something and they brought him out I think I think that's SummerSlam '91 I'm uh-huh, remembering dude my favorite Sid memory is Wrestle War '91 where he just fucking murdered Brian Pillman with a couple power bombs yeah. uh, oh, first one almost literally uh, that. That match, uh, it was the first WCW pay-per-view I watched, and it, it won me over. As a WWF guy, it won me over. That that whole fucking match was brutal. Uh, I'll, but I'll have to now, watch on the network. Oh, man, yeah. That War Games is great. There's also uh, Vader and Hansen wrestle on that one. Uh, and uh, there is a match with Lex Luger versus Dan Spivey that I swear to God is one of the greatest fucking matches. And from those guys, you're like, what? I was going to say, Luger and Spivey is one of the greatest matches? Really? Dude, like, legit. Like, um, is Dan I'm Spivey uh, Waylon Mercy? Yeah, yeah. God. And I wish and that character Luger? had done more. Oh, God, yeah. That was such a cool character. Um, okay, well, listen, I want to say 
thank you so much to you guys. I mean, I'm very, very, very grateful to all the people who have like supported Lucha Underground. And, you know, you three have been obviously there and just like really trying to stir up the fan base on social media and, and always talking about us on this show. And, you know, it really means a lot. We're really, really thankful because, you know, I rather have, I rather have a small base of people that like loves the show as much as we do than, than millions of viewers who think it's okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, we, it, we are, we're proud and happy and honored to do it. I mean, this is the shit that we talk about anyway. And don't get me wrong. We definitely give you guys shit sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Certainly sure without our opinions, but yeah. at the same time, it's just out of the fact that we do enjoy it. We enjoyed enough to shit on certain things because we actually care um, about what we're watching and hopefully the feedback gets everybody excited one way or the other. It's like, Hey, sometimes a heel's got to be a heel, but at the same time, it's, it's all to get, the excitement up and for everybody to have a good time and we have a good time with it. I don't, I don't imagine that I'm ever going to stop having a good time with Lucha Underground. It's going to be just like the old WCW we're talking about right now. Even if it goes away, I'm still going to watch these old episodes. I'm still going to yeah. be a fan for life. It's not going to go away. Just like with ECW with me, it's not going to go away. I'm well, going to always love this product. I'm positive. I think there'll be a season four. I think you guys will be there in the audience. Hopefully maybe one of you will be playing Ivelisse's boyfriend. We don't know. Um, you hear that ginger he's talking about you <laughs> uh, but, the but, game. but he just he just said he might write you in his Ivelisse's boyfriend and you no sell him really yeah. all right no, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to play it cool I think it's you time, so much I think it's time to write a skewer <laughs> Byron I hope you like skewers Byron I think it's time to get Roach out of here before Byron yeah. totally messes himself up uh, more. But yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, we love thank feedback. You. Like, you know, we thank try, I, I can say like we try so hard to write something that we'd want to watch. And, you know, obviously we don't always get it right. So please tell us, uh, keep telling us, keep telling us when we suck. And if what we mess up on season four, hopefully there's a season five, we can correct it. Hey, I love it. I want to see yeah. it go to at least seven personally. Yeah. yeah. Seven's a great number. I like seven it in a movie. In yeah. a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just keep so, making thanks them. For, thanks for, thank you know, you so much. And, thank uh, you so much, guys. The movie. Good luck with thank you. seasons of Big Brother. Good luck with getting a pickup on season four. Good luck with all of it, man. Good luck with the kid. Congratulations yes. again. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank uh, you. I will be in touch. Thank you. Cheers. Awesome. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. So right. I want everyone that's watching this to watch out for truth or dare when it comes to the theaters. And if Madonna's in it, you got the wrong fucking movie. <laughs> um, okay. So man, my inbox has just been blowing up. Let's talk real season four news. Okay. You, you, do you do that, Justin. Um, I've, I've had like three bottles of water since we started. So yeah, go hit the head. Yeah. Go hit the head. Uh, I'm just peeing my pants during the show. <laughs> I'm really interested in what you want, what you're, you're about to, what news you're about to break. That was, by the way, super cool to have Roach on and some of the stuff that he, some of the extra stuff he was saying, like the uh, Ivelisse Katrina match. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I mean, yeah. it would have sucked being there live. We would have, we would have probably shit on it really hard at first. Well, we would have saw it on TV. We'd have probably been like, okay, that was fucking sweet. Yeah. Because I mean, we're always talking about how cool it would be if she like could teleport in a match or if she was using her powers. But obviously, you know, live in the ring, they're yeah. only capable of doing what is humanly possible or they have to stop it down or do some kind of effect there. But 
You know, that's why I hope Lucha Underground comes back with a big fatty ass budget mm-hmm. because those are the kind of things that I, I, I do like about the show and I do find interesting and they are the extra things that I think keep people coming back beyond the in-ring work and it'd be exciting to keep incorporating those things. I'd be really sad like if they had to come back with less vignettes or you know, mm-hmm. not the kind of budget to do those things or without Skip as a director or something like that. That would just kind of suck. Well, yeah, it's like they're writing these larger than, larger than life characters that wrestling is based on, but they're able with their production capabilities, uh, able to actually take those larger than life characters into larger than life places with the backstage vignettes, with like Katrina's teleporting in the vignettes. Well, yeah, and I think it'd be better than whatever Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton can do in a house, you know. Oh, God. But I mean, but you also saw the power of it with the Hardy Boys of what you can do with, you know, filming a match as opposed to doing it in in an arena. Yeah, no, they did. They did a great job with that. But I mean, I think that what they did was they were taking a wrestling show and trying to bring what Lucha Underground does into that element. Right. Yeah. And I think it's definitely it over kind of the opposite direction. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. I, th- and I, it's just, it's one of those things that it's one of those things Lucha Underground can do bigger and better because of how their presentation is than the other shows that have wrestling on it. And it's also coincides with one of those things that people really, really like to see. So it's just, they should keep they should do more of it they should have a lot more behind the scenes matches okay uh, so are we explaining to so i missed everything you guys I haven't, I didn't I think about season back. four yet actually we started oh, okay. talking about uh about uh how cool a teleportation backstage match would have been good i was worried that we were gonna have to explain to people how tv work for two hours again like last week so, well no uh, no I, I, i'm just gonna say this the official <laughs> word is um season four officially is not dead it's not dead okay it is still being actively negotiated there are meetings and calls that are happening today um people are trying to get it done it just didn't pan out uh to get it done this week for a big announcement before the show went off the air um but one way or the other it is being worked on actively by all parties involved they are talking about it today they will continue talking about it. It is just, I mean, everyone has to know that this is still something that a lot of the major players involved really want to happen. In fact, all the players want to happen. Um, it's just a question of making it make sense to happen. That's it, people. That's all that's mm-hmm. going on. It doesn't sound like there's any animosity involved. No side is mad at the other side. No one is out shopping the show. That is official. No one is shopping Lucha Underground. The negotiation is purely between El Rey Factory Made, MGM, Lucha Libre, FMV, the players that are involved that have a financial stake in the product currently are the only people involved, and they are working on coming up with something that works to make season four happen, given it is going to be a long wait to see that on television at this point in time, Mm -hmm. even if they get the green light in the next couple of weeks. Taping obviously will not start in 2017, so anyone who's expecting that is just absolutely wrong. But the official real Lucha Underground season four news is that they are still in negotiations to try to make this program come back for all of us. There's nothing bad to say about it. Um, So anyone, any of the naysayers out there that are saying, oh, it's gone, it's dead and blah, blah, blah. It ain't dead yet. I'm not going to say that it couldn't still die. Of course, there's a possibility of that. 
business is business and it's never personal. I don't think any of these people are taking it personal. They're just, it's on the table as a negotiation. And hopefully I don't have to explain it any further than that. And speaking of things dying, look at me, I'm a fucking Pindar. Ah. Okay. Man, Pindar, so, that was a hard hit to take. That might have been harder for me than Dario. I got to say, Payne, uh, I, I don't care if I'm breaking yeah. or not. Steve Payne's a wonderful performer, and I hope that uh, I hope that he's good friends with El Mariachi Loco, if you know what I'm saying. I hope that they didn't actually kill him in real life. Um, oh, gee, it's not like he can't be like a fucking rabbit, but yeah. Um, you think how, how, how funny would that be? Um, I think anyway. that'd be a perfect role for him. Bring him back as the uh, bring him back as the white rabbit. <laughs> okay, so so am I allowed to tell people who I think Vampiro's master is or what? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Okay, um, I ninety nine percent sure those were Basia Sesesesa's arms, and I it's believe not, you are correct. And it's not any secret that he's been kind of working with the company since he did those, um, he did you know, the, those spot shows, shows that we did. Yeah, he was there. He was there on very uh, uh, several weekends. Um, he did some dark matches. Um, he is a friend of the company. I don't know. I had heard that he was going to be under contract for season three, and we thought we might see him debut in season three yeah. along with Kevin Cross. I think those mm -hmm. guys both got signed around the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot of speculation that Cross would be limo guy or maybe in this role or you know other parts. But I I do believe that Cross is going to have a separate uh, character that we have not seen or has not been introduced yet, if, if and when there's a season four. I, I feel like he's probably going to be part of the new management angle, but, you know, uh, that's just my gut feeling. Not that anyone's told us shit, but... Um, he looks good in a suit. I mean, I think if he came in and replaced either Godfrey or, you know, came in as the, the wrestling version of that character that Delgado and, and Godfrey have played... Um, I think that that would be I just I just want to point out that he called him Godfrey twice like he was Gilbert Godfrey and not Godfrey. Godfrey. Uh, Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> no, because I want Gilbert Godfrey to be the new uh, Hefe. And I'm uh, sitting there. Oh, God. <laughs> Ring the bell. Katrina, get out of my. It's, instead, of, instead of Vampire warming up the audience before shows, they just send Gilbert Gottfried out there to tell the aristocrats jokes. This is Hefe Gottfried up all night. Matanza, take Ray Mysterio out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the aristocrats. <laughs> hey. Hey. Anyway, um, let me talk about Kevin Cross for a minute. Um, What's going on with him? Well, he quit AAA, or he, he oh. parted ways with AAA, officially, um, which is not a secret. I think he was on uh, Keeping It 100. I think he was also on Way Too Real last night, and I think he, he addressed it a little bit. Did um, he get to keep the briefcase? He, uh, I, I think he might have, actually. <laughs> I think he was actually in possession of the prop, uh, though I think Kevin will probably send it back. Um it doesn't sound like he's on bad terms with them per se, but I think uh, it was pretty obvious what's going on there. Like they booked him as this huge monster. They put him in this great position to uh, be a part of the, the top program in the company. And then um, for, for whatever reasons, whether it be that they couldn't really afford to or whatnot, they just weren't really booking him into the program in a, in a logical fashion. So um you know, I think he he spoke to them about it and and said, you know, if 
if it's not going to work out for you guys, then uh, I'm going to move on. And, and they, um, if and they said, guys, basically, are you sure that you're going to move on? And he was basically like, well, <laughs> fuck yeah, either, you know, yeah, you use yeah. me or use me or lose me kind of thing. Um, and good for him, because anyone that's been watching AAA as long as I has knows that this shit is par for the fucking course for them. And yeah, but I, don't, I also and- don't think this was a situation like with Jack or, or Penta and, and some of those other guys. I think he was on more of a handshake deal there in the first. No, nah, I mean, I mean yeah. more not like them fucking people over, but them just dropping angles out of nowhere. Like they do that shit constantly. Yeah, and I don't even know that his angles were dropped so much as they just weren't panned to fly him in anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they still, I think the angle was still hot for them. I think they still had every intention of doing something with it. I just, it's like, but to do something with it, you have to bring the performer to shows, people. Right, right. And if he's sitting around waiting and it's like, he knew all the dates that were coming up, and I think he was kind of holding some of those. Like, okay, yeah, where's the? I'm sure I'll get the. Especially phone call anyway when they now. put him, they put him on the fucking poster, and then they take him off of it. Like yeah. that's fucking bullshit. Like yeah. that's not cool at all. Well, and that's the kind of thing where where I don't think he was mad so much as it's just like here's here's the real thing, and this is kind of what I was talking with with Kevin about. Um, and, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to overstep this, but the simple fact mm-hmm. of the matter is. Kevin is a hot property right now, mm-hmm. but he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. And there's, I kind of want to say the things I know that he won't say to a certain extent because he's a good guy. And I'm not trying to, to burn any bridges for him in saying that people really need to give Kevin the respect that he deserves right now because Kevin has opportunities. Kevin is a desired property in this business and this business runs on commodities. You know, for for as shameless and as selfish as that may be, if you're a commodity, if you're a hotly traded stock, then you have value to people. Kevin has value and value to very, very important people. So the people that uh, are not willing to treat him as a premium commodity, um, he's got other chances and other opportunities. And uh, I think you've heard him say, you know, look, look for some news in January. I, I know. I also know that what Kevin really wants to do is Kevin does believe in a handshake. He is a guy that he isn't all on paper. That's not the way he lives. He's a guy that came from New York and did his bare knuckle fighting. And, you know, he's done a lot of stuff in his life on a handshake. You know, mm-hmm. he's been a bodyguard and a bouncer and protected people's lives on a handshake. He's legit that guy, people. And when he says he's going to do something, he wants to do it. Like he gave AAA uh, everything that he thought that he could. He put everything into the gimmick. He flew down there on short notice a couple times. He did the run-ins. He played the angles exactly the way they wanted. He, you know, he sold for guys that they told him to sell for, um, which wasn't a lot because they really let him just squash the shit out of people. And it's great. It really helped him out a lot. And they they helped make him an even bigger commodity. And it's unfortunate for them that they didn't find the way to continue to capitalize on that. But don't be surprised if you guys see this guy someplace super, super big if these other things don't pan out. And I know for a fact that he committed to Lucha Underground and he wants to see that through. But if this season four thing doesn't come through in the next month, Kevin has places that he can go. Mm-hmm. If you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And <laughs> any, anyone's loss is Kevin Cross's gain here. 
So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a good guy. He's not trying to burn anyone. He's not. He's not really shit talking AAA. Like he'll answer questions, and it's obvious the way that he was being booked is the issue. But he's not going to say if he's got heat with anyone backstage, or you know, if Dorian pissed in his shoes, or Vamp pissed in his shoes, or no one is no, no one, no one. I could go have five hundred drinks with Kevin right now, get him totally liquored up, and he is not going to tell me if he had an issue with somebody backstage. He's a stand-up guy. He's never going to do that. He's not going to bury anyone. So if you think you're getting that story, if anyone thinks they're getting that story from Kevin, even Conan, it's not happening. Like you can dig all day long. He's not gonna. He's not gonna motherfuck Dorian. He's not gonna motherfuck Vamp. He's not gonna motherfuck anybody in that promotion. There's no reason for him to. He had a good little run there. They helped him. He helped them. He just got to a point where it's like. Guys, if you're not booking me, I could be taking other dates. I've got other people calling. Let me go and do that stuff. I got to go. And that's what it was. He parted ways with them. He parted ways with them. And they asked him to stay. And he said, well, unless it's going to change, then I'd prefer not to. And that's that's it. That's where it's at. He didn't quit as in he left them high and dry. They were leaving him high and dry. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not like he was booked on some major event or for some major angle or it was going someplace and he walked out in the middle of it and showed up on some other show the next day. It's not that he didn't run off to the crash and fuck them when he was, you know, a day later from a date. You know, he waited the appropriate amount of time, waited for his phone to ring for big dates that he thought he was on and they didn't come through. So he said, guys, if you're not going to use me, let me go. Use me or lose me. So, but yes, please be very, very aware that, you know, if the Lucha Underground thing doesn't pan out, um, and I don't know exactly what his contract is, but I believe I believe that by January or February, he's going to step out and do some big things. And he's already got some big things going on. I mean, you know, he's he's wrestling Alberto El Patron in Arizona or something yeah. in a couple of weeks. I mean, dear Lord, how's that going to go? Who's going to be more over there now now with his triple A run? He, Kevin might be more over. Oh, uh, shit. We should we should tell Kevin I still have Alberto's. Ultima Lucha one scarf that he can choke him with if he wants. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be brilliant. Um, but so you know he's gonna wait to see what's up with season four. I think we all are. But then after that, you know, um, if if Kevin's a free agent, I would say expect some really, really, really big things mm-hmm. from from him, bigger than some of these other guys that think they're big. If you know what I'm saying. Um, so. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the episode. We we talked a lot about Lucha, but like I think I'm gonna <laughs> dig up. Uh, Casey's like, nah. um, the the uh, the cage match, throwing Dadge through the cage was effing sweet. That mm-hmm. was so cool. I didn't yeah. expect it when we were there live. I had almost uh, forgotten about it when we saw it on TV. I, 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 like, I expected it when they were fucking with that pad for like 20 minutes before the match. But well, you were paying attention, man. I don't pay attention enough. I was, And you said something about it even before the match started. Like, oh, I think we're going to see a big, crazy cage fall apart spot. Like, I think you said the whole cage was going to fall apart or something, though, right? Uh, either either way, way, you know, like it would have been cool if it like imploded or something, you know, just, you know, because it always bothers me when like a cage falls apart and like three walls are standing. Why wouldn't they all fall? It would look dope. I, I don't know. Well, see, and the reason yeah. why I think I dismissed it is because if the, the cage had fallen on the uh, the Rudo entrance side, then people would have died. So I was like, oh, no, they're not going to yeah. the cage falling apart spot because it'll fall right on those rows of people, even though, of course, they could have cleared them out and there would have been plenty. Of yeah, space. but I mean, come on. We weren't sitting there. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we 
Oh. We were we were well above that point, and we were nice and safe. Yeah, next that's to, true. Next For to the gym. one, we were. Yeah. Um, I I liked the match. It, it was, was great. Yeah. Well, it's you have you have a bit of a difficulty putting, uh, you know, little Dragonesseka Junior up against the monster Matanza, especially after Matanza nearly killed him already. And they made him a threat. I think it was as competitive and and violent and and fun as they could have made it. Yeah, they were oh. smart too to book it where where Dadge hit like the 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 moon salt early off the top of the cage, so you got to see some of his high spots. They they let him get enough offense in to slow Matanza down here and there, so he could get his hands on Dario, mm -hmm. see him rip mm -hmm. up Dario's shirt enough. But at the same time. It was totally credible in the fact that like he was really basically getting his ass kicked the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want to shit on something that Cubs fan and Rob said. Well, actually, two things, um, because they have a podcast over at Lucha blog called Como Stas, and they did a really good review of Ultima Lucha because uh, Cubs fan was there. You guys might not have known it, but he was there. And um, they said that watching this on TV when Dario came out and said he was a liar that the announcers didn't sell enough. Um, the announcers don't know what happens in the backstage segments, bro. Uh, so they couldn't have sold it. And I also want to shit on Rob saying again, cause he's Canadian and he says again and not again. And he says it a lot. That's a good point. That's a valid point to bring up for discussion. Yeah. Okay. But so then I want to bring this up. Striker kind of broke the wall between the, the front and the back with the vampiro stuff later on and how much of vampiro mentoring puma have we really seen out front that striker would know well him and striker could be sitting around and he can be like brother you gotta see what i've been doing brother i've been putting on makeup and making spooky faces brother there's because been like, a thing the there's been a thing the swerve was coming from striker like firsthand knowledge but i i thought that all those segments were backstage segments but there's yeah, been, yeah, but there's been stuff where, where Dirt Puma's matches, he He's kind of acknowledges stood up for he him. acknowledges it a little bit more. And I think that they talk about it a, a little bit. I would imagine if that question really bugged you, you could say they're friends. So they probably have. Yeah, to dude, I, I'm going to tell my, like my there's bro. something there's something there's some sort of reach. you can Well, make. I'm just saying that's one of the first times the striker character has really well, addressed a backstage storyline on the air. Well, I, mean, I, have, I halfway meant to ask Roach about that too, but I since just before season one, since like the beginning of season one, where they still kind of forgot, and he would do that once in a while. But yeah, yeah, but that is a good point. Typically, they kind of play dumb a little bit more. If, if yes, yeah. but I mean, you got to figure Matt's enough of a pro to like give him a ride from a mental institution that's somehow in the middle of a desert. So he's probably like cool enough to, you know, tell him what's going on when he puts on his spooky face paint and hangs out in bathrooms. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, look, it's not a surprise that, you know, even with an angle as big as this ending was that Vampiro got booked into it um, and people can shit on Vampiro all they want. I think that Vampiro with the pop that he got from season one yeah. deserves to be in that spot. I think he earned that spot as much as other people think he's just booking himself into those spots. He didn't write this shit either. DJ and Roach wrote this shit. Um, and I think he deserves to be in that spot because I think it creates interest. He is another big star, you know, that has a name that can bring in viewers and he's a good actor in those roles too. 
So yeah. I like the crossover from the announcer to this kind of semi-valet manager maestro junior maestro underneath another maestro. I like, I like valet like he's fucking Miss Elizabeth or something. That's well, great. It's, it's, it's basically, uh, it's one of the hottest elements and stories of the show. I mean, you have the tribe story, you have Dario's family story, and you have Vampiro and the dark arts and the, and the maestros and all that. Like, that's a really big thing that's carried from the beginning of the show. But also, um, if anyone who is actually there live in the first season you could tell that Vampiro and Conan were the most over, like by far than anyone else in the temple because they are actual like legends. And, and over the course I of, think it's just, they can actually cut a promo. Yeah. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they're legends for a reason. But in the seasons of filming, uh, Lucha has brought up people and people have come into their own. Like Pentagon is you know he's on that level now as far as live reactions but but seeing seeing how they were so over at the beginning i think we st we have that appreciation we see what yeah. the hero brings we see him hyping up the crowd during matches like we see him he's investing as much as he can into getting the product over with the crowd or with everyone so i think i just i never really saw him as far as like the lucha underground stuff I didn't see, I didn't get that selfish angle. Like, no, like you and it's, it's dumb, where, dude. Like the triple A stuff, you get, I, I could see making that claim just by the nature of he's on the show and he's supposed to be helping put the show together. You can but make that connection. But he's over. Yeah. Like, look, nah, how many guys, how many guys have had the book that have been in the ring and put themselves over because they were over? It's like, they got over, they got the book, and then they got themselves more over. Guys, yeah. everyone everyone that's shitting on Vampiro saying he made himself more important than Pentagon here is fucking stupid. And let me tell you why. Um, this was all a vehicle to introduce a new character that's Vampiro's boss, you fucking dumb shits. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And everything Vampiro has done on camera for Lucha Underground has put over there are Lucha Underground stars. Well, and you so. also, I think you also want to leave the threat looming that you could get Vampiro back in the ring all the time. I think it's good for business. It's good for storylines. You just kind of want to let that hang out there that like, yeah, this dude is still in the mix. He's still there. And now exactly. that he's got a little heat with Striker too. I think that that can make things interesting on commentary for season four. That, uh, they, yeah. that there's a little something there, a little rift between them that, that, you know, Stryker feels like he swerved Puma and Puma's out now. Stryker, you know, had a little more loyalty to Puma. Stryker's already trying to audition children in the front row to do Well, you, you know what? Vampiro, Vampiro saw me get Cerro Miedo'd in the face and he's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm going to teach this motherfucker a lesson. Guy can't even fucking talk. And then he, uh, you know, he, he, he's out of the temple now. He's uh, Cerro Who's laughing last now? Huh? I uh, think it's a, I think it's a cool pro wrestling element that they included where you have the ex wrestler. They have two ex wrestlers. I just wish there was a vignette. I, I wish in that recap they would have showed him Cerro Miedo me in the face and then leave the arena sadly. Like I wish it was a video package. Um, <laughs> I just I think it's I think it's cool to your point, Justin. It adds that edge. It, it's yeah. just another the Lucha Underground like grittiness to it there's a vampire that could still bite people's faces or do color commentary one or the other you never know what you're going to get that day 
All right, so back to the back to the first match. The the Black Lotus factor here. She's played a very weird uh, off and on part in this season. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really take Roach to task for this, but where where where's the Black Lotus thing going at this point? Like this storyline has been mm-hmm. so long in the making and has played out over so much time. Like I think I feel like this is one that has taken too long to play out. Yeah, and the way that they settled this reminds me of storylines going in Ultimate Chidos that weren't resolved, that were ongoing, and basically they took another four or eight episodes into the next season to to resolve because they didn't resolve everything here. And there's a lot of like Katrina, <laughs> Captain. Uh, Sorry, uh, Paul Cross is cracking me up. He said yeah. that Black Lotus oh, is the God. Brock Lesnar, and he <laughs> called her Brock Lotus. <laughs> That's fucking funny, Paul. That's That's in every show. That it's, is fucking funny. <laughs> Brock Lotus gets a it gets a self high five right there. It's big the t-shirts, uh, but it's it just it to me when that was happening, it felt like okay. We're going to find out what this whole liar thing is. She's going to have her resolution with the Quatos, uh, you know, the next story cycle arc, whatever, of next season. But then Dario gets shot. Right. So I don't know what's going on. I think Dario. Yeah. Like, well, and I feel like that's kind of the end of the storyline is that it was acknowledged and Dario said, yes, I am a liar. F you. And then she just gets, you know, put through the canvas it's just like I, it was just weird though that she comes in with the splash on daga and costs him the mat i mean i know they wanted to save her for a high spot she is a single high spot character that's what you do with her it's worth yeah. it it's fun to watch in the temple you know she's... let me let me tell you exactly oh, and the, and the imagery of uh, matanza taking her down yeah it was and great. They, they splattered her in the center of the ring on the, this, is, on this the, is how season four opens, okay? Like she walks in to Dario's office and she sees him bloody and dying on the floor, and he he coughs and he says, "Just kidding." And she's like, "Okay, let's get you to the hospital, boss." And then she walks past Rey Mysterio's skeleton, like a skeleton wearing Ray's clothes, and Matanza. And then she looks at Matanza and she gives him the finger, and then she like just keeps going and takes Dario to the hospital. And then Matanza doesn't have anything to eat. And um, he ends up just being like a lot leaner, like he's almost played by a completely different person that doesn't complain on social media a lot. And uh, because he lost so much weight in this cell. See, I'm fixing everything here, you guys. Hold on, I have a question. Does he play, uh, it, would he have like the imprint of, of, um, of his thing prominently displayed in his tights? Or would it be someone else? All I know is I didn't need to see that picture of Cobnob and you sent it to us. We didn't see it. You made us see it. Yeah, well, he made me see it. And so like the ring, I had to pass it on or else it would have haunted me. It still haunts yeah, me. Yeah, it was a very, uh, for those of you that don't know, Jeff Cobb was talking about dates that he had coming up, posted a picture of himself. And the way that Twitter cropped it on mobile is it didn't frame his face. It framed his fucking moose knuckle. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't pay attention to the the Thanks, photos Twitter. In the he was DM. very excited to do those promo pictures and wearing wearing spandex, so you can do the math on that one. Oh, yeah, hi. yeah. Oh. This is, oh, hi. Stuff like that makes me not want to wear like a morph suit for Halloween. What's up? What's up, Billy? Billy or Fever in the house. To Byron ever because he's the one who always notices these things. Ah. 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 Um, 
Oh, I got to send the shout out of the week. And you too can be the shout out of the week if you show up at Ultima Lucha 40X in an MMM show shirt. Jimmy. Jimmy Five. What the F? Yeah, thanks for not wearing a Bullet Club shirt like a fucking moron, Jim. (laughs) What a dumbass. No, I just, I honestly, this was one of those times where I was really honored that somebody wore it because it's like something we really would have wanted to be at. Jimmy is definitely one of us. He's one of our guest hosts, if you guys don't know. One of us. One of us. I was I was really proud and honored that we were still basically there and represented in form of Jimmy and his MMM show shirt. That meant a lot to me. So thank you very much, Jimmy. Yeah, because you know what? As I can get without being like going full heel. Okay. Yeah, and you know I say I say thank you, Jim, for doing this clearly to avoid me giving you shit for not doing it. I appreciate it. It makes me feel like I have power, like strong power. (laughs) <laughs> like any kind of power like i want i want to be called the powerful professor casey from now on but it doesn't fit on twitter wow god damn it they thank god for that like you need another gimmick just go just be smangry just be the smangry professor it's i don't know dude what am i gonna get smangry you know like i already canceled the network and stopped watching wwe again that was a nice little two-week experiment but <laughs> fuck it uh I thought you were having fun with wwe there's yeah, then, stuff no. on the network. then I played the game and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want I don't want this in my life. And really? so now I'm playing. Yeah, this is what happened last year too. 2K17 got you so mad at WWE that you played the shit out of it, but then got mad at it and stopped liking WWE again. Dude, let's put it this way. This is my my official WWE 2K18 as a piece of shit review for this week, because I think I did it last week, too. OK, so there's career mode, right? And you start off like completely shitty and you can only wrestle like in some chonies and a tap out shirt, you know, but like the new logo with the dick and the balls. And um, if you want new gear, you have to get loot crates with random gear that you open throughout career that you buy. And then once you open the crate, you might be like, oh, great. I just got a fucking Dolph Ziggler T-shirt. Who the fuck wants that? He's a piece of shit. And uh, but that's the gear you got. And uh, but maybe you'll be like, oh, shit, I unlocked the Red Roosters haircut. This is a lot better than the um, the fucking fake Kenny Omega hair I got. Sorry, Byron. And uh, except no imitations. So you have to buy those loot crates. Yeah, not with real money with in-game currency. But you know that next year it's going to be with real money because that's how 2K works. Right. Uh, And uh, loot crates are ruining gaming right now. But there's this really interesting book called Hooked, How to Create Habit-Forming Products. But say that kind of shit, like, stimulates part of our brain. And um, so basically, we're like, we're fucking stupid and we're falling for this shit. And it's ruining games. So I'm playing South Park fucking um, the fractured butthole instead. Not not butthole, butthole. And uh, it's amazing. And if you buy a day one edition, which should be still in stores right now, you get the first South Park game for free. They were going to do that for pre-orders and they're like, fuck it, let's do it for everyone. So this is Ubisoft, like one of those evil empire game companies, like actually doing someone a solid and giving you a free game because Stick of Truth's fucking hilarious too. Uh, I, I recommend both South Park games. I recommend watching this week's South Park because it makes fun of a show that my friend works on. Um, so it's pretty funny. 
Casey, is that a giant metal phallic penis on your shirt, or is that a Mecha Gojira? What is that? It's Mecha Gojira, bro. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I know. That that shirt just got so much cooler, Byron. Not because you're wearing it, but because he's dead. Oh, shit. Allegedly. Pour one out. Pour one out for Hefe. He's not dead unless he got, like, you know, a sitcom or something. Dude, he's dead. He's so Allegedly. Dead. Yeah, he's that probably is, dead. He's really dead. I think that I think that was kind of also always the plan. And I think you, you that's part of why, as an actor, he just went for it so over the top all the time. And just because it wasn't built to last. Can I say, as much of a fan as I am of Luis, her, <laughs> Luis's acting, um, yeah, Luis Fernandez Gil, his acting, um, that death scene was one of the worst acted death scenes. It was so I've awesome. But I mean, but it was totally telenovela. That's why it was so great. That's it true. Was, uh, that's uh, true. Uh, 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 like, I can talk about death scenes. I'm, uh, not, I'm not the one to criticize it. I, 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 I was going to I was just gonna say it was a perfect uh, turn on the Harvey scale. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, you stole my joke. Uh, it's more like, ah! and that actually looks, that actually looks more gruesome than it does in that movie. My, my, my favorite part was asking the full moon people if they had that movie and them looking at me like I was a fucking piece of shit for asking. There's some interesting politics there. I bet. Yeah. I mean, it is the, I, uh, for anyone who's watching, it doesn't know I'm in the, uh, the Tim Thomerson list, uh, sixth sequel to transfers. Where they made where they made Jack Death a girl. Yes, Jack. I Death know, right? Girl. Totally. Um, there is a version of it out there that was in Hollywood videos where you get Transfers One on one side of the disc with starring Tim Thomerson and Helen Hunt, and then you get um, Transfers Six on the other side of the disc starring Zet Sullivan and me. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. I'm so sorry for everyone who paid money for that. Uh, and I'm so sorry that you mentioned Sullivan because he's going to have to make an appearance. Um, oh, Paul, we went over this earlier. The person on the phone said to Dario, I believe, uh, Poppy. Iho. Oh, yeah. Iho, Iho, Iho. And then a couple Iho. other non descript things in Spanish. But uh, yeah, it's it's his dad. The, I think, uh, I, think pretty, I think that's pretty well confirmed between Roach yeah. and uh, DJ and other shows Dude. that DJ has been on in the past couple hours. And by we the know, way, go out and watch those. I'm not going to plug yeah. any of the other shows, but uh, DJ did the rounds some this week. He was with us a couple of weeks ago and said some cool stuff, but he also hit a few other shows and he had some fun things to say. So yeah. Thank you, Justin. Thing, Thank you for not plugging other shows because it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I want to. I want to give a shout I'm out. Way too real though. Those guys are great and they're nice to us. And they had Cross on last night for like they had Cross on longer than we've ever had him on. He just hung out with them and like in his PJs. <laughs> uh, well, that's 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 really that's really nice, Kevin. That's really nice. Kevin would have come on here this week if we wanted him to. We had we had Roach though, and last time we had Roach, we we doubled him up with and bumped him back for EV Dub. So I oh, promised yeah, him I would yeah. not do that. He gets kind of an episode yeah. all to himself this time. We'll get cross in, um, and everyone else wants to report the 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 cross quit AAA thing. And uh, I'd rather have cross in when cross comes back in January and says, "Hey guys, remember when everyone was all worried about me leaving that other little promotion? Well, here's what I'm doing now." Blah! Yeah, and then he's like, "You know what? They wanted to make me use a clown gimmick, so I fucking left." Oh my god! I just want the dirt. I just want the dirt sheets to print that that he was going to come in as cross clown, and he said no. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the the, the cross thing is what it is. I, I the, the dude's great, and he's going places. That's all anybody, you know, if you're a fan of Kevin Cross, keep being a fan of him. Support him at these these indie shows. He's going to be doing uh, more stuff in California now, so mm-hmm. all of us should get out, and I'm hoping I can get out to some of his shows. Like, I hope I'm in town when he comes through next. Last time yeah. uh, when he did bar on short notice, I wasn't around. Where um, where the fuck are you right now, Justin? You're in I'm Chicago? I'm in Chicago. I don't know if you can see. Did you try the window. pizza? There's um, I, did you try the pizza? Yes, and it was yeah. not. Did, did you bring? Did you bring your Dodgers hat, bro? Are you uh, wearing? I it? I have my Dodgers hat here. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> this morning was the first time I've worn a Dodgers hat out of the the room. Why? Um, I have not been wearing. Uh, I've been wearing very neutral colors. I haven't been wearing any Cleveland stuff or any Dodger stuff while I'm in Chicago. Though I have been giving people a lot of shit about how they whooped up on my Indians in the World Series last year. So fuck them. Uh, <laughs> oh, now it's a little too bright in the background. Hey, what I, happened I with the I Dodgers? Can't. Who cares? It's baseball. The Dodgers. Oh, moving on. It's um, going to the very World good. Series, bro. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry you like the fucking Ducks, Byron. Hockey is a much like better sport. Hockey, white boy. Hockey is the sport. Hey, don't make this a race thing. It, is, have- a, it is a race thing. Show me 10 black people in a group that watch hockey together, and I will show you a sport that isn't for white men. I, I have known. Oh. One, I, I, have, I have one black friend that enjoyed and played hockey. One. No, one. There's, plenty, there's plenty of black people that like hockey. But what I'm saying is, Show me at any point in time a room where 10 black people will get together and watch it. I can find you 10 black people that will watch football yeah. together, even baseball, basketball for sure, maybe even cricket in England. Mm-hmm. I get nowhere. Nowhere. I don't know. I don't know. Is Drake in the room because he's Canadian? You know, is the great Jimmy Brooks from I bet, you, I bet you even Drake watching a hockey game, there's only five brothers in the room, max. There's I wanna, never been 10 or more together. I want to give, the same time I wanna give a shout-out to all all of the homies in the chat that saw, you know, when he was on Degrassi and got shot in the spine. Fucking Jimmy Brooks, son. Ah! That's the exact sound he made when he got shot in the spine. You know why? Because I watched it on loop 50 times. <laughs> Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through. Um, all right. So a couple other things with Lucha Underground. Um, we talked a little bit about the skewers to the head. Um, yeah. some, of the, some of the stuff in the three-way Gauntlet of the Gods match that um, people didn't see. Do you remember stuff that people didn't see? Um, Cubs fan mentioned it. You know, like the Sammy running around. Doing the, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cut that down a couple of times now. And I love that spot. It does take a really long time. Yeah, so Sammy sets up this thing, and you've probably seen it in Wrestle Circus if you guys have been watching that. But um, Sammy like runs all the way around the ring and then just bulldozes uh, into people on chairs, whether it's a cannonball or just a, a splash or whatever. But it's pretty awesome because it's everyone's just like whoa, and he runs all the way around and then just bam. Uh, he did that spot twice in that match too, didn't he? And they cut both of them. Yep. Yeah, doesn't he miss and then he does it when he hits it? Yeah, he, I think so. Yeah. Or no, no, he hits it the first time and then goes for a second one and then catches a clothesline from the, the third man or something, I think. I don't Paul, I don't entirely remember. Jesus Christ, it was like Paul, a year and a half ago. Paul says that he got Sammy's blood all over him. I don't know who Sammy is in that match. Jeremiah. 
He says oh, it was gross. Now we know Paul is lying. Uh, why, are you, why are you stealing my case, Fabe gimmick, you fucking fuck? I'm because you're not doing it anymore. I got this. Um, I got this hot news flash from Casey. You might want to be interested in this uh, from Colt Icon, who's telling me that on this other wrestling-related podcast, I don't, I've never heard of it before. Um, this guy named Brian saw Daga and thought that it was a brand new character on the show. And oh, Brian you know Alvarez. What, you know yeah. what though? I get that. And that, that actually should tell you something about like, yeah, playing out storylines over time is cool, but man, that hiatus and the length of season three and whatnot, people do have short and memories to a certain extent. It's like they'll remember some shit from a month or two months ago, but when was the yeah. last time we saw Daga? Um, b- b- before Dorian fucked up his visa. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> just saying. Um, <laughs> but the last time we saw him was the finale of season two. Season two. So, mm-hmm. it, it, and I mean, you're talking a long, long time since you've seen the character. Um, you know, you could be a newer fan to Lucha Underground, have watched the whole season, and really not have known who that was at all. Um, and that's the problem also with doing arc television and why, you know, a lot of TV networks like episodic stuff because, you know, unlike the current model of TV where you have to get in and watch every episode to know what's going on. And, you know, if you turn on Law and Order, it could be episode 7000 or episode two and you can just mm-hmm. watch that. Oh, dude, it's all about the fucking S- S- SVU, son. That's who we need. That's who we need in the temple. We need fucking Ice-T, dude. That's who well, we need. They it's should bring me in, and I will play Ice-T. All right, don't make then, 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 Justin. Uh, I don't know, dude. That's my, offensive. My Ice-T impression Colas. is fucking... Colas. Colas. My, my, Justin, my, my just, Ice-T impression is top-notch, gents. I don't let's know. Let's hear, if let's hear the Casey show. Ice-T impression. By I want okay. to... Give me a scenario in the temple that you want Ice-T to react to. Katrina has just teleported and says that she's bringing Mill to kick your ass. You're trying to tell me that this bitch can teleport? <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Because want, my one of my coworkers is a huge SVU fan, that's, that's so whenever... Whenever he tells me something that happens on SVU, I do the IC reaction to whatever happens on SVU. <laughs> which is pretty much all he gets paid for now, which is amazing. You trying to tell me someone would do that to a little girl? That's a John Mulaney this. bit. You're doing a John Mulaney bit. Yeah, Just I know, but my, my fucking... on SVU for like 15 seasons, and he still gets confused when he finds out a pedophile... Like killed a little girl, what a, on a crime. He's like, you mean to tell me? Like, I just love the fact that this. This is the guy yeah. that the mainstream media and world boycotted for doing the cop killer thing, and now he's been like America's favorite cop on television for over a decade. Yeah, yeah, and, dude. And uh, old white conservative people love Ice T now. Like it's like they don't even remember that he is the guy whose records they burned when he released Cop Killer with Body Count. It's amazing. And it's and it's awesome because Body Count was the shit. So it's like, oh man. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh it's pretty funny and uh, d- you got to hear his version of Institutionalized by Suicidal Tendencies also if you haven't because it's oh, yeah. great. It's about him just wanting to sit down and play video games, but his wife fucking won't let him, so he goes crazy. Uh, just anyway, so the Xbox. Look, back to the gauntlet uh, match. 
Um, I also think it's interesting that in this three-way combination, Cage is the high-flying luchador. You try, <laughs> you try to tell me that Cage was flying? <laughs> oh, God. I kind of like the iced tea. It's pretty funny to me. <laughs> um, so the, the Masada skewers to the dome, ridiculous spot. I've seen this spot before. I've seen it live. I think I saw it in um, XPW. Um, oh, Paul, Paul, Ice-T is Dario's father. You trying to tell me that they shot you, son? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I want to thank Byron for reminding me of whose bid I was ripping off because it was driving me crazy. I could not fucking think of who I was ripping off, but it was John Mulaney. Okay. John Mulaney is the shit. Look up his bit. It's way funnier than what Casey was doing. Uh, I like, I like but my impression's it. way better than his. Uh, what the... Uh... His, his voice doesn't really lend itself to impressions. Yeah, or his face. Um, He's like yeah. an eight-year-old little boy. Yeah, his... yeah. Uh, I Did you guys see the new Pat as good as, as the Caliendo Morgan Freeman? John Doe has the upper hand. Dude. Who's oh, that? God. Is that the guy who did American Psycho 2? What? No. It was, it was clearly... Was Mila Kunis, wasn't it? Uh, and yeah, she was underage at the time. It, it was clearly, it was clearly Foghorn Leghorn because all of Justin, <laughs> all, of Justin <laughs> all of Justin, all of Justin's impressions are literally Looney Tunes. They're all Foghorn Leghorn. Or no, no, or Tejado is or, what? Uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, was his Tejado. Andale, andale, iba, iba. Horrible, horrible. They made a pop figure, Speedy Gonzalez. That means they're like still cool with that. <laughs> um, well, I was trying to talk about this damn match. Some point, Cage hits Weapon X on some people. Crane gets eliminated. Are you trying to tell me he's Wolverine? It was a really good match. Um, <laughs> what was the spot that I really like? Oh, the table spot was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fucking nuts. And uh, the setup too. I like I like the slow, long setup too, where you thought, okay, maybe it won't play out. It was a double table thing. They all go through it. It was just crash and burn all the way. And I like I like how Sammy thinks visually when he's setting up his creepy garbage spots. So like when he got the glass, he smeared his bloody handprint on it. Like oh. that's that's a good thought of what'll look cool on TV, and he fucking did it, and that's like that's like an awareness not a lot of people have. Man, he went, he was bleeding so early. I don't even remember how he started bleeding. He was just like red face Ronald McDonald the whole <laughs> time. When, when did he even go? When did he they even just, bleed? They just I don't even him. remember. He At was some point, bleeding. they cut to a close up of him, and he was bleeding. He's just already bleeding. It's like yeah. I think there was a spot in there that maybe got cut. I don't know, but. I don't think he bladed. I think he went hard way early, but they uh, all bled. Um, yeah. Tejano, Tejano, or not Tejano, uh, Mill had a freaking awful thing on his arm. Yeah, yeah. He was just all kind of opened up, and then Cage, of course, got opened up from the skewers. I mean, that last skewer was not supposed to stick in his head like that. People who haven't seen that spot before, it doesn't actually go into your skull like that normally. <laughs> like, like actually, I've seen that one like see. in his skull after. I've seen I've seen Pentagon do the spot, which is a lot smarter for him because the skewers go in your fucking mask more than they go in your fucking head. But yeah, yeah the Pentagon and Sammy did that uh, at their yeah. No, but but Sammy set it up the right way. It was all in the hair and the mohawk, and yeah, it's it's supposed to stick in there for a second, and then they come off. Um, but no, that, that, yeah, that one. And then he got DDT'd on it, went right up into his dome. Mm -hmm. That was, mm -hmm. that was hard way blood. Uh, wait until Joey Ryan gets him in the dick. You know, it's coming. Ah, no. right, right ah. up the dick. Hole. <laughs> as long as we don't have to hear Byron talk about 
Cage's moose knuckle anymore. And oh, now, now it's Cobb. yeah, now it's you, it's hashtag Cobnob time now, gents. Why don't you just write some slash fiction about them, Byron, and get it out of your system? I don't want to see it, but they just put close-ups of their dick. It's not that you don't or do want to see it. It's that you always notice it, and I and don't. I hope you I guys, do not. I hope you guys appreciate me not bringing up Liam Neeson's legendarily huge penis when Roach was on. You're welcome. Well, why do you think he wrote that movie? He only writes for guys with giant junk. Oh, so he's going to cast me as on Lucha Underground. You guys heard it. <laughs> he said he was offering you a part on the show and you no sold him you dumb shit you could have been the guy to teach Ivelisse why Katrina's lick of death is so important and you really blew it I could have I could have literally sealed a talent contract you could have done the show it, earlier yeah could have done it but you I mean I already have mine because I'm the fucking rabbit you see how pale I am fuck Who maybe I maybe I should tweet at Roach consistently until I get that deal to let him know that I am excited for Pretty soon it. My Twitter is going to be professor L bunny and it's going to have a little fucking blue check. Is Meatloaf in the chat? Do we know? Is no, he that he fucking fell asleep or something. God damn it. He was asking us, Oh, oh when are you going on? I, I'll really like to listen to your show. And then, um, uh, uh, a phantasma number one. And, Oh, Quano's back. I'm so happy. Well, that's why He's, I'm asking because I want to talk about fuck Cuerno right now. But it was awesome the way he came back. Okay, the comeback was um, awesome, but at it the was same so time, great. Are you um, not mad that Cuerno has inserted himself once again? That sneaky bastard. Cuerno's oh, but, a heel, right? But you know, Justin, I, don't I know. would really, I would really like it if Cuerno inserted himself into me. I'm his number one fan. Wow. I mean, possibly that's true. Meatloaf, wake up quickly. This is going downhill for you. I'm going to let it. He has. I, I'd Meatloaf. like to feel the thrill of the hunt, if you know what I'm saying. Meatloaf has uh, that mannequin that's uh, apparently accurate to Quirino Phantasma in the bulge area, so Meatloaf can have the mannequin spoon him at night. Is, any, is there anyone that doesn't know that Quirino is Phantasma, by the way? Like, it's, it's the most obvious thing, right? I'm pretty sure Cult Icon doesn't. So here's the thing. I do like the Cuerno character. I don't like the Phantasma character. But I really, like, if Cuerno is going to be in Lucha Underground, he can't be in Ivelisse or Angelico. Like, he needs to be in the storyline and stay in the storyline and be there. Visa's fixed, healthy, there all the time. Either put uh, Cuerno in the was, show or take him out. Because he, he just fucks he up major storylines to me, and then he disappears. He was two or three weeks away from back surgery here. He came yeah. back. Yeah. He, um, which if I had to guess what caused the back surgery, I think it was that fucked up ladder spot. I think Whatever. that did it. I think it's yeah. bending over and taking it up the rump from other Mexican wrestlers. That's what. Wow. No, he's not oh like God. that. Meef just wishes that he is. Jesus. Wow. Um, ooh, la, la. Um, <laughs> uh, Nah, um, no, we love we love you, Meath. Um, sometimes your body pillow freaks us out, but wait, Brian, <clears throat> Brian Cervantes is in the chat room. I think he, oh, should, hey, Brian. he should be a little upset that Daga is the king now, shouldn't he? Uh, I don't know because why are we outing people that wear masks of who they really are? You fuck. I'm not outing anyone. I'm just saying that that's the guy that called that called him Steve Payne like fifty times. Poor, poor headless Steve Payne. 
Poor headless Steve Payne. And you know what? Daga is teaming with Steve Payne and Eterno. Watch the fuck out. I stole Cubs fans joke on that one. Sup? <laughs> um, I will say that I am very happy uh, for Daga to get to be a part of the Reptile Tribe um, and to, to hopefully serve at Cobra Moon's pleasure. But I don't know that... Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about the Pindar thing. I really, that one really hurt, man. I didn't see yeah. it coming. I didn't want him to get off. Uh, I know the zipper thing was bad, but can she be that mad at him? Did he not clean the throne room? What what got Pindar killed here? Um, it, what got him killed is taking the fall in the trio's titles match, Justin. Jesus. Even though it was really... Uh, well, we saw Katrina do this to the fault. disciples in the past, and I guess Cobra Moon's just trying to to live up to the expectations that uh, Dario had, but he's dead. Let all I'm saying dead. is with this track record that all these disciple people are having of getting murdered, maybe maybe yeah. the Rabbit Tribe doesn't want to find El Bunny. How about that? Just maybe stay away. <laughs> yeah, really. Like every every time there's a leader of a tribe, heads will roll. Or hearts and get ripped out. Just like my my heart was torn out of my chest when I saw Pindar's adorable little head on the floor. I mean, I think really what it says is you have to be very careful if you get into a trios <laughs> of, of what's going to happen to you. Because we've seen a lot of trios members in general, even Drago. Um, he, yeah. he was having a nice little solo run. Then he got in his little trios of super friends and now he's in fucking chains every day. Hey, well, it's better than Aerostar, who didn't even get to be in the fucking vignette at the end of the show. But, you know, maybe he's off time traveling or something. I think that that was how they wrote it in, that he's off time traveling. You know, they could have showed him time traveling. Yeah, I want to see I want to see some fucking dinosaurs, bro. Like, I don't care. I don't want to you know, know. Okay, I want to see like Not real dinosaurs. A show, and the show is called Land of the Lost, and it's already happened. There's no, no more slee stacks. Pindar is <laughs> like you're saying you wouldn't fucking mark out if fucking Chaka came to the temple. Come on, I would totally mark out. I would totally mark out. I get. I would I get also mark out if they did that live live action version of dinosaurs thing too. Oh, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instead or of, even the Geico caveman. And if if everyone hasn't seen the finale of the TV series Dinosaurs, watch it now. Uh, it's the most fucked up finale you'll ever see. Everyone everyone dies. The last scene is the father explaining to the baby how it's everyone's going to die and it's his fault. It, well, all is, the dinosaurs died. It makes sense. Yeah, well, Earl causes the Ice Age and it fucking kills everyone. Like, this, this, it's the biggest fuck you in television history. It's amazing. Well, but it's true. It's only funny because it's true. I, I I like to believe in the meteor theory, just like Byron believes in the flat earth theory because of J-Man. I'm a round earther. Even J-Man accuses me of that. And oh. I'm not ashamed of it. You know, you know, when he calls someone a round earther, that's like, he, there's uh -huh. hate behind that. Like, Is it? He, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to make some sort of butt reference. I think that with new management in kind the of office... With, with Dario gone, uh, who knows where he's at? He's We don't know for sure if he's dead. You, you, you saw the face. Back, they should bring back the boss dinosaur from dinosaurs. Just build him into one of the walls. You know the, what I mean? The, the big triceratops, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they should do. Dude, my vote goes to J. Jonah Jameson. 
Like they can get like, you know, the 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 white power butt rape guy from Oz that played J. Jonah Jameson. He's he's doing auto insurance commercials now. He could be he could be like in the temple saying like fucking Pentagon Dark is a menace. Uh, and then like, yeah, dude, it would be awesome. But they don't need to call him J. Jonah Jameson. They call him Dario Cueto Sr. And then everything's fine. Um, hey, every all you Lucha Underground fans that are watching this uh, live or later, mostly the ones who are doing it live, send send good thoughts and good vibes now because uh, the phone lines are open. The people are talking. They're trying to make season four happen as we speak. Oh, shit. That's why my phone's ringing. God damn ah, it. You got to get in the mix. I'm getting nonstop. Hey, hey no, what's up, Dorian? Nothing. How's it going, bro? Uh, yeah, dude, you look like Pugsley Adams. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Well, there it goes. Now the whole deal is in the shitter. Shit. Shit. The new management is Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling. Fuck. Can we, can we, um, can we just say how awesome it is that um, Lucha Underground, after Pentagon won the championship, cut to a shot of Casey throwing his hands up in the air to the gods? Which is pretty awesome. I mean, they couldn't find... Uh, Johnny Ace over there because he was not in his normal spot. Another travesty of Ultima Lucha. Yeah. Like how, like that just ruins your TV show. Like honestly, Eric should have just walked right over to him wherever he was sitting and just pulled him out and put him right in the front in his normal spot and been like, fuck you ticket people. Fuck you VIPs. Fuck you families and friends. This guy goes here and I'm putting him here right now because that's my TV show. Uh, like he should have just that, that was so weird to me to see Johnny up in the stands like it was one thing for us like especially for me I didn't go all the time so it's fine if I'm in yeah. some weird place I get some shitty spot fine Casey a little more like uh, I would have Casey down there still I would have a few people down there still I would let I'm actually surprised there wasn't more of me during that match considering they had a camera in my face for that Whole match. match. Yeah. They I, think Eric, I think Eric was on the headphones like, just stay with Casey. Stay with K- Keep a shot of Casey. He's going to yeah. fucking cry or he's going to explode. This, guy, this guy's a huge fucking mark. Just get the camera on him. Uh, but they, they saved it. They got, the a shot of, they got a shot of, well, they used us a lot in that, that match, actually. But they got a shot of that one guy sitting next to you that looked really bored with the stupid blue hair, green hair. Oh, yeah. The guy whose brother is a fucking piece of shit. That made me that yeah. kind of made me a little curious about I was actually curious to see how that was going to play out if maybe he was planted there to be there you know as some sort of worldwide underground sort of No, he was just completely disrespectful and not cheering or clapping or anything and totally could have watched it from backstage but hey uh Dolph Ziggler's a poser too I was just saying wow that's all I'm going to say is wow at least I, at least you know they're not the worst brother of the three of them. I have no respect for anyone that sits in a Lucha Underground crowd in the temple and does not absolutely fucking lose their mind. It makes me angry. You're there to be part of the TV product too. You're yeah, not. You just say you say stuff. that. I'll, I'll I'll remind you of that during the next sexy star match you watch. Oh, I'm pretty fucking loud during oh, those. That's true. You're, that's true. You're definitely not a disengaged fan even then. Um. All right. So. Uh, a film by Taya, Believers or Losers, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> you guys heard Roach say that, you know, there was a little bit of an homage to Boogie Nights there. Mm. But what did you guys think of this? I thought this was great payoff. 
I thought it was awesome. I thought we got to see their personalities. I mean, it's a shame that Jack couldn't talk for this. Like, I thought it was a shame that he couldn't wrestle or he couldn't talk during stuff. I think it's but a shame that he can't talk for the video. But I thought they, I thought it was great. I thought they really brought out the Ricky Mundo character. You got to see that personality a lot. And also, you know, got to see a lot of Johnny, like, Johnny Mundo was total cheeseball, but still he still healed it up. He wasn't like hey, doing. I mean, Byron, you know what? My Byron. biggest my biggest complaint about this was like his lines were <laughs> were classic. I thought this was was better than the uh, no time for towels thing or whatever. How much how much Jack yeah. Evans talking do you think we'll see in season four? You guys, how much? No, no, time, no time for pants. No time for pants. Whatever. I just um, uh, I'm I'm worried about Jack Evans' status for season four. Well, we'll. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Everyone, Phoenix, Pentagon, like all those guys, they can all still be there. No, Whatever, but Jack I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, he can't get out of Mexico, dude. He fucked up his uh, visa papers. Remember? Oh, yeah. And I don't I know that it would be fixed even with the four month delay on a go time for Lucha Underground. I don't even know if it would be fixed in time for that. I think I know, Jack, six it, or seven month lag, right? And shout out to J Ray, who's in the chat right now, talking butt stuff. Hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> Rock. Don't, don't click on that hashtag. Why is it purple on my phone? I don't know. I don't know. This is a new phone. Why is it purple? Did I ask Roach the incest question about Marty? I started to ask him and I forgot. Damn nah, it. It was, it was, that was clearly Stolman's idea. Uh, I know. And I wanted him to bury Stolman for it. But uh, anyway, oh, the thing I didn't like about the, the uh, film by Taya, uh, Believers Are Jerks, Lack of nudity. Uh, Taya's not in it enough because she's the one who's filming it. I thought, you were, kind of I thought sad, you were hoping for more Mundo shower scenes. No, but then they oh, showed that. the Taya promo again during the commercial break, which kind of made it all better. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Taya fan. Yeah, a little bit. A little uh, you bit. know, you know, we're not we're not calling you creepy or anything, but you're we know what your last name is. I. Harvey, this is the worst last name in the uh, world to have right now. Uh, Between Weinstein and the Hurricane, my name has been just sullied. It is. Ruined. I'm sorry. I thought your last name was Red. I'm sorry. <laughs> La Red. Yeah. Like, there's no kayfabe here. My freaking at handle is still my real name. I didn't change my at handle to at La <laughs> Red true. or anything. Mm -hmm. That's true. I say it at the beginning of the show every week and I'm wondering, it's like nobody is calling me outlaw or red or any of those things, which is funny because on Twitter, everyone knows I'm Justin Harvey, but then like actually call me outlaw. And then I have a few random friends in Cleveland that call me LA red and whatnot, but no one who knows me under the moniker of the outlaw LA red actually ever calls me that, which I guess I'm just not over. I'm bad at gimmicks. That's yeah. your name on fire pro. I, I, your yeah. character's on Fire Pro, and you're the outlaw LA Red on that. Oh, yeah, it, which is ironic, considering how much you bleed during matches, which is <laughs> all the time for some reason. There's not even a setting for that. It just fucking happens. Dude, if you saw my forehead in real life, that's no joke. That happens. That totally yeah. happens. I go I go hard way real easy. I got some scar tissue, man. Yeah, so from the dermatitis, I do too. Like, I could open up my forehead with a finger, uh, probably. Uh, Things the skin, the medicine thin, thins the skin. Well, know? Byron bleeds all the time, but he bleeds from a little further south. Oh, oh yeah, we did a poll uh, about that, remember? I know. Anyway, the yeah, the Johnny Mundo segment, the, the whole thing was awesome. Welcome to Slamtown, bitches. 
Yeah, you know what? Don't like they, you don't get to rip off Freddy Krueger, okay? It's welcome to prime time, bitch. It's not welcome to slam town, bitches. All right, there's only one Freddy. Well, actually, there's two, but there's only one Freddy Krueger that fucking matters. I love it when he bastardizes other people's lines. I think they need to do that more with him, like all the time. Dude, when he starts ripping off the Toxic Avenger, I'll be pretty down for it. When he's like, hey, hey, uh, PJ Black, I always wanted to cornhole me a blind bitch. Then then it'll be funny. It'll be great. Um, Puma, Mundo, butt stuff. <laughs> was, was this match what it should have been? Uh, scary Larry references in the chat. You know what? I don't care. I didn't care about this match then. I don't care. I was just waiting for Pentagon to come out. I and, know, and that, I, but see, and that's the weird thing about it because, like, I think we all felt like after the ladder match, especially the ladder match being what it was, that Pentagon had to come out. That that run in was most likely going to happen. I think we all felt like it was inevitable, even though it was getting really long in the evening already. So it was kind of like, damn, is it going to happen? Mm -hmm. But the the first the beginning half of this puma mundo match i think was better than everything that they've done before i really do and it may have gotten overshadowed i think it was better than ricochet osprey i think it was better than a lot of these crazy flippy shit guy matches i think it was better than ricochet stuff in japan i think it was really honest to god one of his best matches for the first half like ever yeah but then then he um then tape made him not sell his arm uh which bothered me uh, he taped his elbow back together. He got a dislocated elbow. He popped it back in. Well, Dude, look, okay. I, like, I like the way it was written. I don't know if I liked entirely the way it was performed, but the spots they did after that were still... Hey, he's a spot monkey, man. Everyone talks about how he's going to be in WWE. It's not going to work because he's a spot monkey. And in Lucha Underground with Johnny Mundo, he can get away with a certain amount of that, and Mundo makes it great. Uh, honestly... I am, you know, I'm pretty hardcore and I, I'm a big fan of fucking Ricky. O, the story of Ricky where he gets his arm sliced apart and then he ties the muscles back together with his teeth so he can still fuck up people. If yeah. Puma did that, I would have been on board, but tape, come on. Well, I, also, I, thought, thing. I thought he, but yeah, but the, the, here's the difference. When Sabu does it, he will roll out of the ring. He will butt sc scoot all the way back to the corner of the, 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 you know, the barricade. And he'll sit there and he'll kind of hide and he'll look around suspiciously. He'll tape it up and he'll stop. Like, does he need to defend himself? And then he'll come back and he'll tape it up some more. He he sells the shit out of it. Like yeah. Puma, you know, he he talks to the doc for a second. I think it did get a little ramped up and cut faster for TV. Yeah. But to sell a spot like that, like he should be taping it up, maybe take a hit or two, try to scurry away and finish taping it up some more. Like sell the moment of taping it up so that we believe that you're really in a panic about trying to fix yourself and see if you can keep going. I don't know. Something I, I don't disagree with you, but I still liked that, you know, it turned into this, this bigger thing, you know, after that, like the match had to keep going and they needed to make a reason why, I don't know, you know, it's just Dude, it, there's your gimmick uh, for yeah. Vinny. There's it your always, gimmick for Vinny. He can think he could beat Pentagon because he has a magic roll of tape. But it and, just uh, it it always throws me off in the middle of a fight. Would one guy is like, "Hold on, I'm hurt. Let's pause the match." 
Yeah, but the referee, that's the referee's job is that they're pausing the match for stuff like that. But, you know, but, you'd already gone through all the kickout sequence, sequences with, with Mundo and Puma and all that stuff. It's like, I think you had to do this to get through the match the right way. And it all happened so fast live. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do want to point out that live they shot they shot the lines a couple ways to where they could have not included the career thing if they wanted. Correct. Uh, I, was, I was wondering when we were yeah. going to get to that. So yeah, yeah. We, uh, we really did not know coming out of this, and and at the time I think there was still a doorway open for Trevor to stay. No, and he did a speech after the match saying, "I don't know if I'm going to be back here or not," and you know that was just for the live crowd. Yeah, so, like like for people who weren't there, um, the the send off for Puma wasn't as cold as it looked. Like right in the moment, all of us were like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude! You're leaving Lucha anyway," and everyone was cheering for Pentagon. And then very quickly, it started to turn into, "Oh shit!" You know, this guy really has put himself into this, and and the respect level is high for him. Is cheering, everyone was like. Okay, it really happened. Oh my God, Pentagon actually does have this belt. We're all good now. All right, let's give Ricochet, Trevor Puma, whatever the fuck. Let's give the dude his due. Um, they brought him back out. There was a warm reception in the ring. Everyone cheered him. Uh, the whole locker room emptied out. Um, everyone congratulated Pena, Pena as well, too. There were big hugs with Vamp and Pinna and and Ricochet and all the guys and you know Ar and and Dante came out and they're they're of course close course uh, close with him. Um, the whole ring was full. All the believers kind of flooded the the around the ring. A lot of people shaking hands. Everybody talking. Um, it was a good moment after that, mm -hmm. you know, and it was a fitting into Ricochet's run for all the shit that we talk about him. Um, the first from the first match with Mundo to this last match with Mundo, which I thought was also pretty amazing as much as it kind of got overshadowed by the Pentagon thing and some of these storyline things. It was great. And the guy brought great things. And now it's time for him to move on and test his luck somewhere else. And good luck, because I don't think it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good well, luck. But... Good luck. Maybe talk to Neville first. Um, well, because here's and here's the thing. I was going to say this a little bit earlier about Lucha Underground is as good as Lucha Underground is. Roach and DJ are good. And because mm -hmm. of that, wrestlers don't really get a lot of time to work on their promo skills. Um, and I hope that when these guys go out on indies, they should be asking for mic time. A room with 200 people that's maybe just an eye pay-per-view or maybe not even that, you know, work a promo at bar wrestling. Ask for the mic. Even if you're scared to do it, or even if you don't, even if there's no storyline there, all of these guys should be trying to do what Eli Drake does when he goes and works in indie. Eli Drake wants you to know what his character is and is about that day, no matter what room he walks into. And I've seen him do it. He will walk in and get a whole crowd to heal him out, or even he's even I've seen him even go face a couple times. He can do that, and all of these guys, if they're working indies, should be begging the promoter, like, hey, can I have three, four minutes of stick time before the match, or can I do a walkout mm -hmm. earlier in the evening and set up an angle? Like, what do you want out of this match? Let me let me cut a promo and set up the angle. Because 
you're not going to get that time in Lucha Underground. It's not there. It's not that kind of show. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a backstage locker room setup kind of show. But these guys, to move on and to move up, that's an element they need. They have great gimmicks and great storylines, but those are being created by DJ and Roach and Stolman and Evie Dub and these other people and the agents. They got to get that stick time. Got to get that stick time. And Trevor's lucky that he got a little bit in Lucha Underground. Um, you know, and he's gotten a little bit in Japan, but not enough. Not enough by far to be on the WWE level. And he's going to have to go to developmental and really do like what they used to do with guys in OVW where they would send them out there and brutally make them talk for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like Cena and, and Orton and those guys, before they came into the big show, they had to go to OVW and they were put on tape and tested. Like, here's a storyline. Here's five points that you have to hit verbatim. And then you need to fill in everything else and keep that crowd going for 15 minutes and still have the match be hot. Go see if you can do it. Yeah, and they don't have Dusty Rhodes teaching the promo class anymore. You got to go out there and fill it, boy. You got to <laughs> fail. Fail, fail, fail. Let me tell you, Vince Puma, you got to go out there and uh, stop crying about the fact that you're still under contract, daddy. You see, because <laughs> well, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, worked on a handshake, daddy, and that handshake was from the second most famous athlete other than muhammad ali the american dream does the rose oh god there's a story behind that you gotta listen to the bruce pritchard show for that like if i'm gonna shout out a podcast i'm gonna fucking shout out something to wrestle with bruce pritchard that yeah. show is fucking amazing like i cannot like legitimately i cannot recommend it enough and i'm talking like going back to the beginning and listening to old ones and shit and they're dropping one today, and I think it's going to be on Doink if the boy, the, the votes went well. And he gets really inside baseball with this shit. It's fucking dope. And, uh, yeah, Doink won the poll. The episode is downloading on my phone right now. Oh, interesting. I hear the Performance Center has more or less like a promo closet. Like, they have the camera and everything set up. Yeah, it's like a little room. They showed uh, you can probably yeah. find pictures of it online. Uh, when they opened the performance center, they they showed a lot of that stuff, and it's so, really cool. It's one of those things. Like in addition to your classes, at any point you could go in there and just without needing anyone else to hold a camera, you just go in there, turn it on, whatever, and start recording your promos. And well, uh, I mean, having that, that resource, they treat. Trevor like Rey Mysterio and lock him in the promo closet at the end of a season. I don't know. <laughs> what, what are they doing with Rey Mysterio? This is a weird one to me because, okay, I was kind of hoping that they were, that this finale was going to show that he was just dead and they would just move on or maybe just not say anything at all. But now we know that Rey is alive and in a cage uh, down for there. now. They're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna that's show a good cliffhanger. It's a good cliffhanger. It's a great cliffhanger, but but in real life, it presents an, an issue with the fact that we know Ray has been looking elsewhere. We don't know if he's gonna come back to Lucha Underground, even if there is a season four. So I I just would hate that to be the to be continued that doesn't ever get answered or just no, oh, it'll get answered. Who's gonna holes. feed him now? Right, we're gonna come back to a fucking skeleton with his clothes on. I know, but that's so lame. That's like to me, why even show Ray at all if that's where you're gonna end up with the ending? Why? Why show sexy star at all? You know, they had a they, chance to take that out too. You know, they're yeah. locked into what they were doing. I like the sexy star one. I like it. I think it's good. 
Because it's not really saying anything other than somebody's still fucking with her. You could you could open up the season with her having been killed by that spider, and I'd be fine with that. How bad yeah, do you feel? Spider, for, okay, so let me bad, let me tell you guys a little wrestling history. That was a spider. Do you guys know who the spider lady was? Former WWF Women's Champion, the fabulous Mula. So she is her ghost killed Sexy Star. The Mula, Mula will not make a a sexy thousand year old woman like some of the other women in lucha underground i'm just i don't know i, I i'm sending her over anyway justin you even, already even Mula in her prime wasn't wasn't yeah she's gonna she's gonna hop out of a cake for your fucking birthday oh oh i'll give her a hand where's my cake where's my cake that was that was May Young, God damn it! Whatever. Close enough. Close the enough. Old lady with a hand in Mark Henry's life. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I try not to remember these gimmicks. I try not I, I to remember, remember the wedding of Triple H and Stephanie, or anyone giving birth to a hand. Oh no, no! The wedding. The wedding was awesome. Where he's like anything involving Katie Vick or the question is not if we, but how many times we consummated the marriage, Dad. Oh, I try so not to remember Kelly Kelly with clothes on. I try not to remember that was uh, DJ's fault. Any of the bad angles with the Undertaker. I try not to remember how mad people were about Doink. Doink was <laughs> dude, awesome. Dude, original Doink was the shit. When it was Matt Bourne, he was fucking great. Like that two out of three falls match he had with Marty. Yeah, Gennady that's what Rob. I'm saying. But people shit on oh. Doink so much. But there, there's some good Doink stuff out there. I try not to remember Rikishi and or Yokozuna's attire. Um, nah. I try, I try not to remember the first Punjabi prison match or whatever that thing was. Oh, dude, you know what they they fucking confirmed on the last. Uh, or the one before it, Bruce Pritchard's show, they were talking about Doink kind of teasing it. Thrasher was going to be Doink for sure. Like, that was a rumor when they split up, you know, like when Mosh became Chaz and shit. Right. Thrasher was going to be Doink. They confirmed it. There's probably more about it on this episode, but yeah. Uh, instead, they did that domestic violence angle that brought back the headbangers, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Rad. What else do I try not to remember? Oh, I try not to remember Rey Mysterio's unmasked Filthy Animals run. Oh, oh. Shout, out, shout out to all my Ooh. homeboys at Tommy Boy Records. Release the hounds. Hootie who. <laughs> oh, what gosh. else do I try not to remember? I mean, there's there's a lot that I try Disco? not to remember. No, I try Disco, to remember Disco rules. He listens no, to the show, you fuck. I was a Look, big fan of Disco. And, and, and the first hour of Nitro would have been really really lame without disco i mean those the best promos in the first hour were always him because everyone else was still in the back writing their promo mm -hmm. against what booking had already told them so they could go into business for themselves so disco's promos were the only ones that the writing team actually got to write and they would yeah. like sell the whole first hour of the show and mm -hmm. i like i like regal's promos because they were too british to actually be written by anyone but him and he would call people a miserable toe rag and i just fucking love that I love yeah, how I mean, Regal would be like, look how strong I am. And then you'd see him yeah. poke the bicep <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, come on. That first hour when you would get like Norman Smiley and Disco oh, and Alex Black Ryan. Magic. Fucking I mean, Black Magic. Master the Big Wiggle. Those are the things I want to remember. Way to right. use a plastic fork, you plebeian. I'm in a that hotel. I want to eat lunch today. I'm in a hotel. 
Yeah, I'm um, hungry, guys. I, guys, how bad? This is 45 minutes ago, but how bad do you feel for Venemo amidst all of his struggles that he was going through, right? Because he's trying to save the world. Out of nowhere, Sexy Star is pissed at him. For, for as far as he's concerned, no reason. Because it wasn't him sending the spider. It's obviously someone else now at this point. Yeah, no, no, oh, po no I mean, police vignettes whatsoever. What's did she have any reason to be mad at Rosemary? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, that's not Kate. That's 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 the person I'm talking about. The character, TV world. Because uh, she told you that they're the same person on Dancing with the Stars, Mexico, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry, guys. Let's 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 we'll just be done. Um, she's UFC, a undefeated boxer. Cowboy, uh, UFC, shut up, shut up, just, Byron. It's not much to say. It's, it's not a very big card, but it does have Cowboy at the top of it. Um, Saturday night, basically Cowboy Cerrone versus uh, what's his fuck Till. Dude, when is when are we gonna see Vanilla Gorilla versus the Alphabet? Uh, that will be what that's that's next month, early next month. I'm so glad you told me to follow that dude on Twitter. He's fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, that guy's great. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's really there's uh, there's not a whole bunch of fights on here. Jody Esquivel versus uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz is also on it, which will be worth watching. And other than that, um, you might see some great fights. But not a whole lot of people you know. Um, Artem Lobov is fi fighting Andrew Touchy Feely, Andre Touchy Feely. Sorry, um, Sam Alvey's got a fight. There's a few. There's a few names on there, but it's not a huge card. It's really just like a paycheck for Cowboy, which I think is awesome. I'm gonna watch just because of that. But um, that's that's the UFC. Byron, what happened in WWE besides the the? Oh Byron. my God! Hold on, I got. There's the one <laughs> WWE thing I wanted to address. What the ever-living fuck with Sister Abigail again? So now they retcon it. They retcon it without the voice effect, and they yeah. re-show half the promo with no voice effect? Like, that made it better? Because now it just looks like Bray Wyatt is off his crock. Like, they're making uh, the demon thing make even more sense. Like, Finn Balor is just like, no, no, when I get amped up, it's the fucking demon. It's my oh, um, okay. Like, he's channeling uh, uh, early 2000s WCW Luchador Halloween. Yeah. That's, that's uh, his demon, apparently. Yeah, and it's great because yeah. he stole the whole paint thing from Volador in the first place. Um, uh, fuck Finn Balor. Like I'll I'll just say it. Fuck yeah, Finn but was Balor. that him? Or was that him or was that WWE creative that did that? Well, he, he stole it but, from Volador before anybody, before WWE knew who the fuck he was. So. I, what I think is going on in this angle is that I meant it's more the Halloween thing is what I was talking about. The Halloween thing, they pro I, I don't know, because he has a lot of input in his characters, and he did a Jack the Ripper theme. Dude, one. all I'm saying is but, that fucking Halloween and Sage Sin, Homegirl Should Sue too. you know. Uh, it's, I mean, it's cease and desist. But, like, look, is this not a – like, as much as Lucha Underground we love and they can get away with these mystical and magical things, Bray Wyatt is just coming off like he's lost it. And it doesn't yeah. make any sense that doing face morphs from him into Sister Abigail. But now they're basically saying that it is just his alter ego. Like, it was better when they weren't saying that and it was like, oh, is Bray going to show up? alongside someone else even if it is yeah. bright like it's just 
weird now, and I don't it, I don't think it's registering at all. Do you want me to ex- Do you want me to explain it, Justin? Yes, please. Okay, listen to the King Diamond album, Abigail. There you Abigail. go. Sorry. No, you're in control of the brain, Abigail. Ah. Oh, dude, I bet that sounds so like, dope. Ah. I can't. I have testicles. <laughs> I have testicles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, King Diamond. I'm sorry. Me too. Me too. Byron's the only one that's not on board King on this Diamond. show. I haven't heard than Ronnie Diamond James Diamond. Dio, just so you know. I've been having this argument with a friend of mine for two decades now, but King, King Diamond King, is better than Ronnie James Dio, damn it. Dude, it's been scientifically proven that King Diamond has more vocal range than Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also been scientifically proven that Mike Patton is better than everyone else. That's uh, Mike Patton with that range. Shit. Yeah. And if you only know him from Faith No More, listen to his like Fanama shit. Fucking Mr. Bungle. Uh, I like Tomahawk too. Tomahawk. Was Tomahawk's really pretty great. Yeah, you know who's a huge fan is Paul London. Fucking loves Faith No More, man. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. It's good shit because he knows what's up. And Excalibur used to use "Surprise You're Dead" is his theme song, which is Wait, awesome. Did Byron walk away during the WWE segment? What kind of alternate universe are we living in it, right it's, now? It, it's fine. You know what? He's got his movie pass card, and I don't. And I don't think I'm getting it today either, judging from my informed delivery email. So Byron can fuck off. Well, I he like left- the, I like that, and I think this is a good time to sign off. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Yeah.